This is Aaron Guter, illustrator of many comic books. And you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Sometimes you just bring the next one. Yeah, that wasn't one of them. <laughs> He's saving it for when we do it live and he didn't give a captain. Look at you getting all prepared and shit. In my suit. I have to stay on the side of my cell. See, I'm gonna bring a digital re- I'm gonna bring a digital recorder. Celebrity. Reed is getting smarter and smarter. I'm telling you, wasn't that a nice surprise? Get the badge in the mail ahead of time. And it's RFID. So you register and now it's all RFID. You get scanned in, So But you do have to beep in and out wherever you go. Oh, yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I like that. I'm a little nervous about the whole idea that they told us we have to enter on the blue entrance. Wow. It sounds like there's only like one blue entrance. Loading and unloading. So we got to find it. Yeah. But, you know, you figure there'll only be, what, 13, 14,000 press there, so. But if the blue entrance well, is the size of a planet, it'll be okay. Uh, That's horrible. I'm, I'm not going to be there. It's horrible. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is, bum like it's, is, yeah. that, is our friend, um, Aaron Cooter going to be there? Do we not know? Not only is our friend Aaron Cooter going to be there, but he will have with him, a prearranged commission for moi. Ah, oh, jeez. You think he'll have any of them Lobo covers? Uh, I don't know, Aaron. Listen, say, Aaron, if you have any of the Lobo covers, let Vince know on the Twitter. <laughs> at Vince Vaughn, V-I-N-C-E-B-O-N. <laughs> he introduced uh, our show this week. Hi, Aaron. Thank you. Dave Wendorf's going to be there. Is he oh, really? Well, guess what? Guess who's going to lead us out this episode? Because I pick, oh, I pick the music way in advance, and... I've been having like a, a monster magnet. I don't know what the word is. Um, multi-day playlist of multi uh, monster magnets. And I said, "What jam, the fuck?" Jam festival. I'll use I'll use Dave. Have, on you, heard, this have one. you heard any of the new tracks? I have. Oh yeah, I, and it's, it, I love the cover art. Holy, they nailed it. Yeah, he's really excited about it. Um, yeah, I think this is. I don't want to say best stuff in, in in a while. I think it's getting back to some getting back to some roots. That uh, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. And he's doing uh, uh, check your uh, uh, check your local dates and times. It's the first Monster Magnet tour of America in almost ten years. Yes, yeah. he's not coming so I, anywhere. No, he's doing no, he's doing a New York show. I know. I don't want to go see his show in New York. I'd rather see him <laughs> somewhere else. I. Uh, Gonna I, I gotta say, I, uh, I I miss Dave's uh, presence on the forums. I know he's super busy, it'd be, you know, but uh, I do miss him because I don't yeah. talk to him like you guys do outside well, of the, the universe of our show. The space well, lot has to serve. Europe, a lot of Europe and uh, and getting, uh, uh, I think the the whole PR thing for getting the the new record out. You know, and they had to get a new new bass player, I think. So, mm. yeah, they're uh, they're expendable anyway for the <laughs> bass players. Well, Except was that? I saw, I saw, I saw the good call on 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 Wes. Uh, I saw a, uh, a Spinal Tap ESPN promo that uh, that was pretty funny, and it uh, 
it was uh, Christopher Guest, and he uh, he had written a song about curling. So I thought it was very fun. That's hilarious. That is. It's good stuff. Christopher Guest is the best, man. He no is, problem. man. You know who's the best? Who this is? 11 O'Clock Comics is the best, bitches. Yeah, it is. And this is episode 285. She. I'm Vince B. Yes, you are. And I'm, I'm Christopher Neesman. Yeah, you are. And I'm David Price. Si, and soy el torito. <laughs> oh, no. Little. You're reminding me of the B on, on The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Chihuahua. No, you are not, Jason. You... Wait a minute. I no, just screwed I, that I, up, didn't I? Yeah, See, you have to, you have to imagine the common. Imagine the comma. Imagine yeah. the comma. I said common. You are not Hispanic. You're Jason Wood, El Wudo in the house. So, and, uh, you don't have to be of, um, ethnic, eth- yeah, you'll get really cheap books at tcbservice.com. Worst segue ever. Worst segue ever. They ship them up real, Nice, tight <laughs> stuff, but only if you get the foam. Not the fail. Fa- I got peanuts this time, and it totally pissed me off. I hate the peanuts. DCBService.com, where you, Mr. and Mrs. Comic Book Aficionado, get you books extra cheap. The new list is not up, but rest assured, if past performance is any indication, the discounts will be deep and plentiful, such as keep your eye. Moist. There are, there are two books yeah. coming out from the big two that I'm keeping my eye on. Now, traditionally, DCBS has slashed the prices of Marvel and DC trades and hardcovers by half. That's 50% for all you non-math-speaking people. And if you look at your previews this month, Rick Remender's Uncanny X-Force Omnibus is offered. Right, so it is a boatload of pages. It is, wow, 928 pages, hardcover, retails for $99.99, contains Uncanny X-Force 1 to 35, 5.1, 19.1, and Wolverine Road to Hell number 1. Now... What are you going to get this for if the cards uh, play out the way they usually do? 50 bucks. Come on. What are you, crazy? Cray, crazy. You're not even going to get that from Amazon, you wackos. Um, and there's another thing I've been looking at. Now, this is priced reasonably to begin with from, from D.C. I did not read this, which is why I'm intrigued. It's called uh, The Wrath of the First Lantern Hardcover. Uh, John's wrote it, Tomasi, Milligan, Bedard, Mankey's in here, Dan Jurgens, Jimenez, oh, really? I'm not gonna say that one. Uh, Aaron Cooter's in here, Chris nice. Cross, Califiori, Javier Pulido, Miguel Sepulveda, Veda, uh, Will Conrad, covered by Gary Frank. Get this, 416 pages. It's a hardcover now. What would you expect to pay for that? Retail. Uh, $49.95. retail. Nice. Which means you're going to get the equivalent of like, uh, Green Lantern 17 to 20, Green Lantern 17, Green Lantern Core 17 to 20, Red Lantern 17 to 20, and New Guardian 17 to 20 for 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's nuts! That is good. DCBService.com, check them out. People, if you're a first-time customer, you can enter the following code into the pre-moistened, well-manicured slot and get an extra 8% off your already massively discounted order. David, what's that code? EOC8. There it is. Three letters and a number get you an extra 8% off. They do not mind late orders or late order additions. And you get your previews damn cheap. Buck 12. Shipped right to your house. They're the best. 
bcbservice.com. Go and multiply. Go forth. That's right. Uh, uh, Vince, do we, do we need to check on what you're drinking tonight? I'm drinking or? something different tonight. It is oh. non-carbonated, and it is hot. Tea. No. Double D, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, because it's Ugh. delicious. Okay. What's your... You know what? What's wrong with Dunkin' one, Donuts? You, you get a one-week reprieve. I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Now it's because I'm drinking McDonald's. coffee too, but I'm Yay. drinking something oh. else. Um, which I'll go ahead and go. Um, uh, yeah, I have a cup of coffee because I wanted to be bright and alert to talk to my 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 guys this week. Um, but I also I'm drinking a beer. This is from my um, not my hometown, but the town I was born in, which is this little um, um, flea speck redneck. Um, spot in the the middle of the road you know it it would like to be the shire but it's um it's a little bit more like mordor um (laughs) just because it's by by uh several rivers and it's actually by the by the big muddy river and so this is from big muddy brewing in murfreesboro illinois which i had had the big muddy monster away away back which that is that's one of the um uh, cryptids from yes. my my home area mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like bigfoot but uh, but muddy and uh and i i drank that just in honor of zach Crusey, i think so uh but this is from big muddy brewing it's not the big muddy monster this is their vanilla stout and uh and it's kind of exactly what you would imagine it being it's a it's a stout but it's got is a lot it, of question mm-hmm. for you is it sweet or is no. it like okay good because it's got a, it's it's got a lot of vanilla flavor to it but it is not it's not sweet right, so it's, uh, it's think of um um like I guess I would describe it as imagine like a Guinness but with a lot of vanilla flavor to it. Okay. That's about the that's a, you get down with that. Mm-hmm. I used oh. to have a big muddy monster. Mm. <laughs> you Did just you? had a big muddy monster about twenty two minutes ago. She didn't no, she don't she don't let me put it in that door anymore. So. <laughs> anymore. Anymore. Um so yeah, it, and it's it's okay. It's not my it's not my favorite um Vanilla Stout, um, Breckenridge makes one that is that's the best I've had. So this is it's it's good. Um, if you by chance see the the big muddy beers, they're they're uh, worth worth a try. This is like you know seven bucks for a um, for a big pint of it. So Zach right. Zach is a total believer in that, by the way. In the big muddy monster, right. any any kind of cryptid, just hook, line, and sinker, just believes in it. No oh, question. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he did a whole comic strip about it. I know, right? Absolutely. Um, David, how how about you? What are you drinking? I am uh, drinking some Malbec by Gnarly Head. Nice. Nice. You know, whatever that app is. I saw your yes. little picture there. Yeah. David. Yes, sir. How was it? Remember I told you I had my uh, high school reunion this past Saturday? Yep. Yes. I won a basket of vino. Nice. Seven, seven bottles of wine. Now, how did uh, how did everyone look, Vince? I left feeling very good about myself. I'm sure you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got my ass pinched twice. I'm all right. Ooh, nice. Yeah. The captain of the football team still after you, huh? I, I I kept telling him no back in the day, but he's like, "Come on, dude, pigskin." I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> to uh, to answer Jason's question, it is it's it's pretty good. It's my first time. I. 
I love the Gnarly Head Merlot, and um, and I've had their cab. This is I'm, I'm still a Gnarly Head fan. Eat that with a steak. Get that. I did. Yeah, I did. You know what? I was going to do that. Wow, because we had stayed the other night. I'm like, I should pop open some of this here wine and be like a grown up. You should Mm -hmm. pop open some red. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I I lean towards the white, but yeah, it probably would have been better with red. Yeah. Yeah. Malbec is big, and it's uh, usually what an Argentinian wine. Yes, it is, my friend. Don't cry for the wine. Don't cry for the wine. Oh, Argentina. So what else we got? Who else is drinking here? Uh, Jason. Yes, I uh, I wanted to make Chris smile tonight, so I'm drinking. Um, I'm probably not going to make him smile though when I tell him what I am drinking. Oh, no. It is alcoholic, but uh, like dumb dumb mimosas. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking, uh, and this is purely a a matter of convenience. I'm drinking Miller Lite. That's all right. So I know it's it's not a craft beer. It's not. I a- had a Miller Lite uh, last week. I went yeah, to our I went to our curling opening party, yes. and about midnight, I was out in the backyard of the curling club president's house, drinking Miller Lite and playing bocce ball. Nice. When listen, I was thinking about you when it comes to curling. Mm-hmm. I give you a lot of grief for it, but uh, in the event that you have a, if you're ever in charge of of, of one of these said bond spiels, like putting it mm-hmm. together, yeah, you need you need to use your graphic design skills when you're making up the invitation, and it needs to be called the Let's Get It On spiel. Nice. <laughs> Come I, on, I, tell me to attend one. You know, with, on. Come on, that's ridiculous. Marta, Marta and I are, uh, are co-chairing the mixed bond spiel next year, and we're always um, thinking about different themes. I think that could work. And uh, we were talking about it tonight. We found a new, an, a new awesome barbecue joint in uh in chicago and i asked them about catering so i'm thinking um at the let's get it on spiel that we have uh you know catered barbecue and uh so it's all coming together jason thank you nice awesome can i give a quick shout out can you you? i I got also but yes uh a a very hearty and beloved congratulations to our good friend scotty young and his beautiful lady casey mccauley yes here have officially, uh, after being together for a long time, decided to tie the knot. So they are now husband and wife. The wings have already started to sprout from her back. This is because she's got to be some kind of angel to to <laughs> endure that do- that boy. Yeah, and 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 there is a bit of commerce in this as well, which is to say that uh, Scotty is running a sale of his original art sketchbooks prints all that stuff on his website scottyyoung.com right now you get 25% off uh, and I believe the code word is hitched although I'll have to double check the code word is prenup yeah but um but no, awesome. <laughs> have you seen the rocket raccoon lithograph that's going to be sold with the the uh the stuffed rocket raccoon at the NYCC Marvel booth no oh scotty nailed it it's awesome Wait, there's a stuffed rocket raccoon. Yes, it's thirty five bucks, but you get you get the the Scotty Young lithograph with it, and had at. I know it's really cute. I love it. Got to had at. All right, I'm gonna have to pull some strings. Cool. Yeah. So, mad congrats to our boy and his lovely now bride. Yeah, it's limited too. You guys have a probably the same shout out I do. Um, I'm thinking. Um, you guys get anything from Mr. Sholey? I week? sure did. I haven't read it yet, though, but yes, I did. It looks insane. What it's- the hell? Oh, Vince is out in the dark. Oh, Vince, we told him we told him not to send you one. Yes, thank you, Tom, for 
I'm sorry, I'm, soldier I'm number three. Yes. And it, 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 okay, it, now see, I was going to ask, as, I'm sorry, I'm really kind of, is it number three? It is, because it's got a big old three on the back cover. Yeah, it's number three. Mm-hmm. Okay. He already sent the, us the first two. You guys keep talking. Up. I'm going to go check the damn mailbox. Was there you go. Out. I was freaking out because in the uh, uh, the case, which you just heard me rustling around with and opening, the uh, Mylar, uh, it says number four on it. But I'm thinking <laughs> that this might be like a Mylar case from something else oh, yeah, that, he's, that he's repurposed because I was just like, I don't have number three. So, no, I'm jealous that you got number four because I'd be like, what's up with that? <laughs> Thank you, Tom. You're the man for that. It's so nice that he sends us them, like, and he sends us to us pronto, too. I yeah. know. It's, it's very cool. And, uh, uh what, did we mention what it was? Satan Soldier number three? Uh, David, it, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Satan Soldier. Uh, which they are, they are wacky. Yeah, a little bit. They yeah. are wacky. And it's, I, th- thank God this exists. I, I enjoy flipping through these every time that that I that I pick them up and um I've been trying to to pack away a lot of comics and and get rid of a lot of the clutter in uh in my in my comics room because it was just getting too much and I was just like no I'm keeping these out of my desk because I love just flipping through them they're awesome and crazy that's fantastic yeah I can't wait to read it I yeah. uh, will definitely break it down like we have the first two issues when we get a chance to digest it but yeah it's awesome can't wait He's he's not out there um, trying to appeal to the masses. No, no, he's just having fun. He's telling his yes. stuff, you know, his his work. Yeah, that um, it's weird, you know. I'm of mixed I'm of mixed mind, you know. They I think it was this past month they had the uh, the Godland finale issue mm-hmm. solicited, and I think it must be massively oversized because it was pretty expensive. Uh, but I'm confused as to what to do because I don't know. Like I don't think there's enough material to make a third hardcover. Oh, that's gonna. They so I make a third one, but I so I don't know. I should have actually asked this last. Oh, some, somebody got something in the mail. <laughs> but I need, to, I need to figure out if uh, if if I need to pick up that finale, or or you know, in other words, if it's going to take like a year or two to get it in a collected edition or not, because it's so worth it. So Tom, if you hear this, let us know. Do we need to pick that up to get the finale, or you know, or will we getting a collected version at least in the next six to eight months? So. Uh. So nice. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> it's in it's in Sholey Vision. It yep. is. Sholey yeah, Vision. It is. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, you gotta. I mean, you have to augment things before you you really see this Sholey Vision, though. I have a crop in the back. I want more American Barbarian. Um, Who doesn't? I I'm content with this. I think this is great stuff. Oh, I, it is. No, no, this is cool. I want more American Barbarian. Did you Me see too. his Deadpool cover? That Did he not. yes. Wow. Yes. I it's I actually I, I said on uh, I said online that it is one of the few times where I can honestly say I would buy a book solely for the cover. It, I think if memory oh, serves, you know what, got so the Devil Dinosaur. Me for what I said earlier about your beloved little TV show. <laughs> wow. Uh, not at all, folks. Uh, yep. Not I at all. Not I at see all. what it is, dude. I can't wait to get. I to said that. that way before. You, you you started gigging on my shows. Plural. Devil Dinosaur and the Moon Boy on there. All his Kirby creations. It looks so nice. Good it job, does. Tom. All right. Yes. 
Are we gonna Are we gonna jump into some? Uh, I know people were uh, hoping that we talked about it last week. Uh, is everybody ready to at least talk about the first sure. uh, Marvel Agents did you watch of Shield? Did you watch last night's Vince? I did. I didn't get to two I didn't yet. Think so. Okay. I think we can talk about last night's. I, it's not spoilerific. Oh, I don't just, care either way. I, I I can definitely talk about you know my thoughts on on that compared to the to the pilot. Let's have at it. Do it, okay. David. Yes, sir. Let's give give your unfiltered opinion of said show. Okay, it is it it is definitely in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I I right away I was quite pleased to see that they um, that that they at least brought up the topic of Phil Coulson's death from Marvel's The Avengers movie. Vision. Um, I, yes. What do we think about that? Do you- I, I, I think he's an L&D. Yeah, it's obvious. Something is obviously yes. not on the up and up. That yeah, it's, and that- only because, and, and it, they, they kind of hit you, I don't want to say they hit you over the head, but between Maria Hill and, and, and Dr. Book from from Firefly showing up to say that here's and I love last I, love, I, I I'm bummed that we've only seen him for a little bit in that pilot we didn't see him last night. He's a brother but, named George. Um, the uh, but I yeah, mean, for them to say yeah. that you know oh so so we're sticking with the Tahiti story and he can never he know can never know. Him. But see, I think they're they're uh, littering the thing with red herrings because they keep saying magic, magic. magic. I don't think I think it's more technology than magic. I think yes, ma- maybe magic plays into it. But David laughs at me every time I say vision. But I I'm convinced. I don't care. I don't, no, I, it's not that I'm, I'm I'm not laughing. I don't. I wanted to know where that. But how cool would that be? Murder theory even came from. Apparently, it it, it stemmed right from when. The Avengers movie happened. That would so, be very cool. I, I don't know. Yeah, I could see it, but you know, I'm not. As with everything else, I am. I'm. I'm along for the ride. It's. It. There isn't anything about it. I, the. The. The minion enjoys it. Um, the. Uh, the. I. I got to find. I don't know if my father saw last night's episode yet, but I know that. Um, that you know that 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 he's into it, but. Um, no, I'm 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 happy to see, you know, Shield on TV, and and it it and it's not like it doesn't feel like a a spinoff where, you know, there was a it was a throwaway character from a Marvel movie like 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 Blade the TV show or something like that. This actually feels to me like an extension of. The, the, the all the Marvel movies that led up to the Avengers because you have Coulson who was the one constant in in all the um, the Marvel movies say for Iron Man three and it, it just I'm I really do enjoy watching it I'm not I'm I'm not watching it saying okay I hope tonight is 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 you know gets it back on track or or I want you know I want to like this because it's Marvel I just I really am I, I really am enjoying it. You know, it, you you mentioned that you that you like watching it because it's Shield. That's probably my uh, probably my one nitpick with it is that it doesn't feel like Shield. It feels. It, I mean, the, the the whole thing is that it is what a five one two three four five person special unit plus Coulson, 
And, you know, they're not on the helicarrier. They've got their, their, their big plane that they're flying around in. Shield is a huge, you know, worldwide organization of spies and peacekeeping and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and it feels, it doesn't feel that grand in it. And, you know, I understand the, the whole idea of having this special team and that's what every story is probably going to be centered around these, you know, this, this team. I would have liked more of a, uh, a planetary, not planetary, um, uh, what's the other Ellis, um, book? Help me out. Stormwatch? Uh, global frequency. I would have liked, I think like a, a global frequency type, um, concept would have been really cool work. Colson is, you know, Colson and and Mariah Hill are the Maria Hill are the are the center, and they're always pulling on these different talented and you know specialists to go and and you know solve these these big world problems. I think would have been a very interesting way to do it, and you get to see a lot of different actors and and really explore this whole Marvel movie universe. Now I think we're just like limited to these character moments with these, you know, kind of odd, odd special ops team that they've put together. And I'm, I'm not saying it's the wrong direction to go. I would have preferred to have kind of embraced shield as this really big organization. Does that make any sense? I, it, 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 it absolutely makes sense. I mean, I think it's, I, I would also, I, I, baby steps. I mean, it's it. This is the first time we're doing something like this based on these huge movies. Um, it, I, maybe something will. Maybe this is only for one season, and next year something else comes up that that that's more in line of what you're looking for. Because I don't. I'm. I definitely get it. I, I I would like to have seen. You know. Yeah. You know. Colson, like, like the old cheesy looking shitty Dick Tracy cartoons where it's just him bookending, you know, Go Go Gomez or some Chinese looking dude who's really and, and he, carrying the show. But he's, he is carrying the show. He is the best part of it. He is. Because, I mean, the, the other characters, especially in the pilot. And, and I'll, I'll say right now that the, the episode two is light, light years ahead of, of the pilot. I mean, it really, I agree. it really, was a, a much better a much better show, but the characters that they've created for this show are really two dimensional. I mean, they are it's they are very cookie cutter, and it's you know I'm I'm really you know I don't I don't know if I want to like any of them right now. It, it's because they're all designed for me to like, you know, and they're all very, very cookie cutter and put together. And it's like, this guy is definitely this role. And, and it's, it's so transparent that, you know, the, the, the hot, uh, hacker girl from the, whatever the rising sun or whatever, rising the tide. Mm-hmm. rising tide, it's okay. How many episodes are we going to give it before she and the, the, the super, Right, uh, field agent, odds guy. Yeah, yeah, how, next week, oh, apparently. Oh, they start banging. Oh, they're gonna three weeks before they before they start. Well, she, that, she that, is she that, is that, um yeah. at the end of one one scene from last night was that um May and and Ward were talking about um, training Sky and mm-hmm. they they show scenes for next week and he is you know basically 
showing her the moves and, and, and going through the motions and, and you and know, and there's the obligatory, you know, get, get, get close scene as, you know, he's behind her. And yeah, so it's, it's, they've, they've been, last night it started with the hints, but I, I'm, that's the direction it looks oh, like. Oh, it started with the hints the, within five seconds. Oh, yeah, with the, the truth serum in the pilot, yeah. But I mean, it, you're it, stupid. I think you're stupid. I'm going to pull your hair and then run away. Uh, it, I would gladly tra- train her in the ways of the bond. Oh, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> and not the spiel. Um, <laughs> I do like, um, uh, what was that? The, what, what's the, the Calvary? Which I'm just going to is her name. Yeah. Well, the I, went, yeah, on the show, Melinda May. I, I kind of, I, I like that character. That, that's one that I do kind of like. And, and Jason gives me a harumph on that. Harumph. Uh, yeah, you, I'll get to that. I mean, Vince, go ahead. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if I should, um, wrap my assessment of the thing in the fact that I really don't expect too much from TV. Sure. And rarely watch it. So when I do, it's um, got to be a special case. Uh, in this instance, it's a shield show. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down and and make the time and watch it. And I didn't find anything offensive. I thought it was extremely enjoyable. Um, I like the characters. I think the the whole aesthetic of the thing is, is kind of fun. Uh, I, you got to recognize that they don't have. Avengers level budgets, right? It's a television yeah, show. That's right. So I am pretty content with what's there and I like the bus. I like the, the, the eye candy, which is Sky's cleavage. And, um, yeah. no, I just, it's just interesting. It, it, it kept me entertained for 49 or whatever minutes it was. And that's all I really want out of it, right? Can, can they get these people in some shield uniforms, please? Besides that? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I agree. I'm with you there. Yeah, um, it's like, come on, you're, 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 you're a military organization, yeah. and you're walking around in like jeans and a t-shirt? Come yeah, on. No. I want, I want to see, I want to see the holster and the belts with the colors that match yeah. their rank, and right, yeah, but absolutely. they're a special case shield. Yeah, but that's, uh, I mean, you're not gonna, right, you're, you're not gonna, uh, worry the, the citizens showing up in, in, in your uniform, at least, you know, the, the jeans and t-shirt and the suit and tie, you can kind of blend in, but when you're all blending in, except May, who's in, the uniform, it, it, it all or nothing. Hmm. Yeah, it's, shield. it's shield. They should be in uniform. Yes, you know, even yeah, the, you. even the nerdy little um, British scientist, Fitzsimmons. <laughs> Both so. of them, yeah. Well, one's yeah. one's British, one's Scottish, I think, or Welsh, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah. they would be British then. So I read an article a week or two ago um, that uh, that. It's fascinating, actually. It was an article. Uh, it was, a, it was a, uh, a sociology article, and it was about the fact that uh, the vast availability of uh, pornography for free on the web. Um, no, no, you're, you'll see where I'm getting at. Um, is is, is, is going. Yeah, is uh, is is Jason can bring any conversation back to. No, 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 no. You'll see where I'm going here. Um, it, it, that it's. Uh, it, I read this. It was. It was in the context of for parents. It was saying that. Um, like guys younger than us, like in their college years, like early twenties, are actually having um, bouts of much early onset sexual um, uh, uh, what's the word uh, uh, impotence um, because they're seeing such like unbelievably aggressive and like overt like sex acts on in porn all the time that that before you know before they really had much sexual experience that they're they're conditioned themselves to think that's the norm. 
Makes sense. And, and so that they're they're actually not ultimately getting turned on by like real honest to god women that they can have sex with because the women aren't doing you know the stuff that they're used to seeing in porn thinking is like the norm. This was a concern with violence and horror movies too. Yeah, well, go ahead. Well, that may be. Although I don't know if there was ever any sociological right. uh, data to, to back up that no correlation. In this case, there's yeah. a lot of strong data to suggest that it is in fact having a, a big impact on um, on young young people's sexual development. But the, the the net of it, though, is that you know you're you're being conditioned by the availability of the stuff into um, expecting too much, and then the reality doesn't match up, and and that's what I found about TV in general to me the last year or two. Um, like as you guys know, like I, I like many people and now seem to be like a binge watcher. Like I just I just watched all of Breaking Bad in the last few months, and I watched all of The Wire this year, and um, you know, and that sort of thing, and. And these are just exemplary shows, right? And and it's it's unfair in a vacuum to compare, you know, a show like Shield or Arrow or you know Walking Dead to that because they're not even really attempting to do the same thing. They're appealing to different audiences. They have a different you know budget, a different focus, that sort of thing. But that said, I, I can't help but but notice that my excitement or tolerance for shows that I'm sure for much of my life I would have just adored, I just, I don't have any tolerance for anymore. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't want this to come off like I'm saying like, oh, I'm too cool for these shows. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that like, I guess that's almost like when you read comics for 30 years, you start piercing through the veil and seeing how this, how the, 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 the soup's made, the sausage is made. Like I'm evaluating these shows on, on metrics that's probably unfair of me to do so. Like I watched Shield and, and all I could think of was to Vince's point, like, not good CGI, like low budget. Um, you know, why aren't they wearing costumes? Um, why do their vehicles all have a giant shield logo on them? They're supposed to be an espionage team. Like, why are they having such ham-fisted dialogue? Like, and again, in the context of like of of, of a thousand other shows that I'm I'm nostalgic for, or have enjoyed in my life. I'm sure this is no different or or th- than those. But for some oh, reason, if we were twelve. You know that would be. No, if we were trying, if the show was in like nineteen eighty, you know, seven. You know, yeah. we would be like this. But what I'm saying is, is like again, I, plenty of people um, are are just are, are very much enjoying the show. And, and again, I, I thought it was fine. Like I'm going to stick with it. But I I just did think that I guess maybe because I am such a Whedon fan, um, and, and I did so much love his take on the Avengers. And I, I guess I just had much higher hopes for this. Um, but when I, you I, witness the highs that that are possible, like Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, and you look down. That's a long way down to the depths, it is. right? It is. And, and, that's, and I don't know. It just can... makes you aware of just how good it can be. Yeah. And, and not every show can be that good because well, that's, you that's, know you have your notables. But that's why you also have. I mean, and 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 we've talked about this also in that Breaking Bad justified. Uh, the wire, you're looking at like 10, 12, 13 episodes sure. a oh. year, whereas, you know, this is network TV and you're going to have quantity over quality because they got to right. put out 20 episodes. So you're going right. to get some that just fall a little short. I, I, I can't help but draw a very easy comparison from this conversation to comics. Sure. Absolutely. But, and, but, and again, that's why I say we all fall on different, different ends of the spectrum. Like, you know, you're not vibing on the big too much at all, Chris, and, and we respect that, but obviously the three of us are. And so I'm not like, I don't want people to hear this episode and be like, oh, Woods be, like, that's not at all. I mean, I watch lots of shows that, that fit right along these lines, and for some reason, those maybe draw me in a bit more, um, that, than this. And, and again, I, because the source material is so close to my heart, and because 
I am and always will be a Marvel zombie. Like I'm not saying I, I didn't enjoy the show for what it was, but um, but 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 I guess I was very picky about the things I didn't I didn't like. Like they rubbed me the wrong way, and and I I think most notably, you know, Whedon. I don't know. It felt like we. How do I put this? It felt like Whedon was trying to parody Whedon, like like the the the, the dialogue and the snappiness and the. the well, it the, appears the, that his brother is, and his wife, the, I think. Okay, and maybe, yeah, maybe, it, well, maybe I didn't even it. notice it, Jason. And and usually the the Whedonisms, like in uh, Buffy, yeah. they make me cringe, right? right. And I There's, watched this. I was I was waiting for. Well, the, the, example, the pat answers and the snappy, but I didn't get any. out from the shadows, and he makes a joke about how. No, it's, it's so I mean, I was like, really? Like, well, I thought that was like, funny. You mean about the darkness not, in the hallway? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I thought that was cute. I did. Yeah, I, I did. And and again, I'm not. I'm not going to say. I mean, like you said, Vince. I I, I, I think they're all very attractive actors and actresses, mm. and, but kind of bothers me, like. Again, because we've seen, like, like we're we're beyond that. Like, we don't. This isn't this. I think I said on the forums that um, my wife is a big fan of, of the CW shows. In fact, she's been binging on Gossip Girl lately. So every time I'm like, "You want to watch this show or this show?" and she's like, "Nah, I'm going to watch Gossip Girl. It's fine. It's her thing. You do you, you know." But the, and, and these shows all have the same thing in common, which is they have these gorgeous people, you know. They're, they're yeah, but by look at the audience. By design, it's a mainstream no, show. Right. The mainstream doesn't break the mold. I look at the the, the Shield show, and it's like um, I don't know. Like it, they're all beautiful, like kind of milk toast people. They're, they're all white, young yeah. models, yeah. and that's well, fine. Like plenty of shows do that, but. I just was like, you know, Shield is an international espionage organization. Even the comic roots are diverse, right? I mean, you, you mean that was one of the cool things about the old Shields that it was this ragtag group of, 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 of ex, you know, soldiers that were, you know, big, overweight, bearded Scotsman and a, you know, and, and a, and a, a gray haired black guy and an Asian dude and, 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 you know, a Contessa. And there was, you know, there, there were all, it was diverse at a time when comics weren't diverse. And so, I just, um, I don't know, like, I guess I want my CW show to be a CW show, and I want my S.H.I.E.L.D. espionage show to be, like, I guess better casted. Mm. So, um. I'm not I, gonna I, but, try and explain it away, but primetime show, major network, in this, in a sweet spot, eight o'clock, like, what yeah, did you expect? Weird, but it's, and well, that, that, I mean, and that's the thing, it's, it's, for yeah. the people on, on, you know, I mean, there's lots of, I mean, there are plenty of shows where everyone's not, instantly attractive. Sure, sure, but I mean it's playing to the demographic that watches no, TV said, during that no, time. That said, again, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I love the shit out of uh, suits on USA and every right. one of those one that's that's pretty fucking people. Yeah. Almost, like you, you you almost can't believe they're human beings. So I'm not again it's 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 not I don't want this to be like oh I'm not railing on the the the, the, the tropes. All I'm saying is that for some reason in this case maybe because I had expectations that were too high right. the tropes rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. But yeah, that's but it's, I'd like the, to see it a little more dirty, but go ahead. Well, all I would say is, is that said, you know, there are a million shows where a pilot ultimately is not at all representative of what right. we get from the show for right. legs. Right. So I'm not going to, you know, I mean, again, I'm going to let this show sort of germinate and evolve and, uh, and, and it may well turn into something that I adore, um, because yeah. they're going to find their own. They're going to sort of hit a cadence. And, and the one criticism I've heard widely, which I wouldn't worry too much about is this whole, um, like, I hope it's not a monster of the week or a villain of the week show. Because, you know, if you look at a lot of serialized shows, they all start off that way. Um, like Smallville started that way. Um, you know, even Alias started that way and then it evolved, right? So I'm not worried too much about a Whedon-backed show not having layers. Like, I think there will be layers to be had. Right. Um, so I'm just waiting for – but I'm yeah, waiting. I've got, I've, I've got an idea. How, mm-hmm. how, 
how how about they fight AIM? Well, it could be. I mean, we don't know who the secret organization is, right? Right. Um, yeah. Rising Tide could end up bleeding. For as much as I'm not a fan of Ming Na, as I told David, she's one of the reasons I stopped watching ER back in the day. Um, I am a fan of like, I mean, I love Gun, my boy Gun from Angels. So it was yeah. great that you know the first sort of, I guess the first villain of the week, if you will. Um, you know, Coulson is great. I agree with you guys. Um, um, so yeah, I, I think there there's definitely seeds there that can germinate. But if I was like to grade the first episode, I'd give it the pilot. I'd give it like a B minus. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you, and a big part of the viewership, uh, Marta. Marta keeps up. She's like you with like comic book sales numbers um, when it comes to like TV viewership. She said that uh, uh, from the pilot to uh, second episode was like a thirty percent drop in mm-hmm. viewership. Yeah, I read that, and and I would give the second episode like a B. I mean, it was better. Yeah. Um, it was, again, yeah, it was good. There were things that I kind of cringed about, um, which I won't get into because I guess we're not spoiling the second episode. But um, but there were again there were there were things that I'll said it that I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, and and I think you know I, I guess I'm a effect snob because you know I always rail on 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 Doctor Who and I give you guys shit. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the reason I've always been turned off by Doctor Who is like no matter what time frame we're in, whether it's the '70s show to to now, like I feel like the special effects lag what's being done other places, and that's always bothered me. But like I think the same thing here. Like it's it's. But to your point, Vince, it's a TV show. I can't expect the show to look like no TV show, at least not in its first year before they have a crazy budget, looks the way that a movie yeah. looks. After I mean, the only one that comes to mind that did it right first season was Galactica. That looked really good first That's season. True. That was good. That yeah. was good. Yeah. But even like um, I know you don't watch like Game of Thrones. I mean, the, the the what we got this past season is light years better than what we got in that first season because they just didn't have the budget, right? So like I I have to just accept that. I mean, if the show's as successful as they hope it to be, you know, we'll see superheroes with powers. We'll see the helicarrier. We'll mm-hmm. see better CGI. I mean, we'll I, see all. That. I I I really hope that we're getting to a point. And, and Vince had talked about you know just think of the demographic, think about the the time slot, think about this, think about that. I. I hope that we're to a point that we don't play down to the to the lowest common denominator that that we can start um, seeing really smart shows in primetime network that 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 don't feel like they have to dumb things down right. to be popular mm-hmm. and and that I, I this right now doesn't feel like a smart show it feels like a um, feels like a very generic action show that just happens to be set in the Marvel Universe and they throw a few references out there and with, with Whedon um, after Firefly, you know, Buffy Buffy was a smart show um, yeah. and it was um, it, it had it had a lot of a lot of kookiness to it and a lot of eye roll uh, inducing dialogue from time to time but for the most part it was smart um, Firefly was very smart mm, loved it. And, and I don't I don't maybe, and this is, I guess, maybe what we're kind of skirting around. I don't feel like this is a very smart show yet. It's not, it's not challenging to me. I'm sitting there wanting to like it, and I don't feel like this show is looking at me and saying, "Follow along, and it's going to be worth it." You know, yeah, yeah, but they're not though. That's the thing. What I mean, they're not saying that, and I don't think I don't think they ever will because TV. 
out of all of the industries relies the most on demographics and surveys and focus groups and tradition and the way things have always played out. And when they do their numbers, you don't come up in that for that time slot and that well, – you know what well, I mean? This weird then, thing, right? I shouldn't watch it then, because if it's not, and, and this. Well, there you this, go. That's what I'm well, saying. They're, well, yeah, and this comes back to comics. It's like if it's not being made for me, and it's not something that is going to be worth my time, then why should I try and shoehorn it in my limited entertainment sphere? Well, see, that's that's a whole different argument because, not really. like, yeah, it is because like comics and TV, nothing's made for you. You either accept what's there or you don't, right? Oh, you I choose. Mean, not, your... And I'm not saying that they said, what's Chris going to like? But, I mean, we all have taste. And right. I guess what I'm trying to get to is, you know, if if I know that this isn't going to, you know, scratch that entertainment itch that I have, right. then. But it, and it is based on money, right? And it's an, it's a disgusting yeah. amount of money. It's not cheap to make these shows, even though sure. they don't have the budgets of the the, the feature films. So for an executive, but, but if you're to, if you're, put, if you're putting the money into it, why not be smart about it? And but and, see, I that's mean, a we, risk. To be well, to no, be but, smart no, is a risk. Eden's good enough that he can he can make things smart, but also it's kind of like Alan Moore. It's like. Why do we love Alan Moore? Because he his work is able to work on different levels. It works on a surface entertainment level, but there's also uh, an intelligence to it that that you kind of have to dig to to get all of the meat off the bone. Sure. And that's all I'm saying. Is no, no, you, I know what you're you saying, but it's very, very. You know, Whedon's done it before. It said Firefly. Everyone that watched Firefly really enjoyed it. Uh, I canceled after the first year. That's what I'm yeah. saying, right? Well, for, yeah, for them to green no, light. I mean, that was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Fox really screwed the pooch. Fox, on right. That because they, well, they showed the shit out of order. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that's true, no too. no fucking chance to put it on a Friday night. And that, that's all Fox. Oh, they, they, they put it on three, it was on three different nights in one yeah, year. That no, but where's he talking? aired out of order. So don't say that Firefly failed because it was smart. Well, Fox it, failed Firefly. And, and but, I, and but you're talking millions and millions of dollars. That's, that's not chump change, right? So for some guy to sign off on that, he's got to expect a reasonable return on his investment. Yeah. Or so the studio's but, investment. But, but, but what I'm asking is why, um, intentionally make something uh, a more inferior product so it will succeed. I mean, do you well, I think I think that's where maybe you're you know again that where you need to like you, I guess it's I would just temper your the way you're classifying is that just because something like you referring to, like lowest common denominator like again their their job is to appeal to the widest audience and while you may classify that as lowest common denominator like. For a lot of people, that just might be what 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 gets their groove. You know what I mean? Like so, so like so. What I'm saying is like just because it's a little more simplistic than maybe you or 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 the rest of us want to see, doesn't mean it's wrong or inferior. It just means that they're appealing to a level that is going to uh, tweak more people. You know, they are playing the demographic game. Like I, I'm always I'm always like one of the reasons that the that that I think Shield is in a tough spot is that you know it's up against NCIS and now I I am not a fan of the show but its ratings are a monster and and there are you know literally you know uh more than 10 million Americans you know it's their number one show it's been you know one of the top 5 shows every year it's been on and, and again like that's the kind of same thing it's like a formulaic procedural show and procedurals work right i mean it's, it's, for, it's, for as much as we love like 
Breaking Bad or Boardwalk Empire or Justified or Dead. You know, these are low rated shows, right? I mean, they make their money in syndication and in, Netflix. In, and, in, compar- in comparison, because no, that's they're what not I mean. Like so, yeah. and even Buffy, right? I mean, Buffy was was a low rated show. It just happened to be on a network that, in its case, was was able to to stomach a very low rated show, and uh, and it was you know critically acclaimed enough in the eighteen to twenty nine demographic that they kept it on. So, so like I I, I don't want to come off as saying oh it's 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 uh, like it's not even a case to me of like them and get down but it's just it's a question of you know there are some forms it's it's like pop music um you know i, I mean we may not at our age and given our taste like want to tune into you know the top 40 but that's the music that's the most popular for a reason with right? with, with with shield we wanted a deep cut record and we're getting a, a yeah and, and, and shame on us in that sense in, in the yeah, fact that it's, it's yeah. it's a network show right like it's not on amc it's not it's not on showtime right it's not on netflix it's so so we 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 should know what you're getting into right i mean it's 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 not going to be but you know what well lost i mean lost was a pretty it was a pretty smart show right I think it it tried to be, you know. I, I think it had a lot of big ideas, but like even yeah. that show, we know we know for you know we know from them that that they they went they, they were making it up as they went. Yeah, there was a grand plan. They, they they feigned good ideas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he the show was a hit, and then they're like, damn, I guess we have to come up with a longer form. You know, so. <laughs> but then again, that's Fox, and Fox has kind of shown that they'll they'll take some some chances. But you know, ABC. You know, CBS, NBC. I don't know how much risk taking is there. I, I don't think that that's that they're necessarily really good at that. I mean, they've got they do police procedurals and situation comedies. When has I'm and I'm asking, uh, when was the last time that one of those networks took a chance on a show that that really challenged people? Twin Peaks. No, I mean, I, I, well, I mean, uh, ha- I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people in reference to Shield compare it to say Hannibal as the litmus t- test. Yes, yeah, that's what I've heard too. Show that, that you know, that Hannibal's really good. Yeah, so you know, I mean, I'm sure there are some. Again, I don't. To Vince's point, I I find myself watching far less TV than I ever have, just because yeah. again, there's only so much time, and I'm usually either you know doing stuff with the kids or reading you know comics or a book or something. So the shows I watch are, and again, it's not just I, I would watch more TV. I love TV if I yeah. just had more time. So I'm, I'm very choosy, but. But um, so I can't speak to much network TV these days. Um, um, but no, I look again. I, I don't. We're spending a lot of time on basically saying like I think you know we all generally enjoy the show. Um, we're all going to stick around at least for a while, and uh, I have high hopes that we'll get better. I mean, plenty of yeah. shows again build off of of the pilot and get in, in, in significantly better. So yeah. Arrow, but uh, Arrow premiered tonight. In, uh, no, yeah, it, no, no, it nope. was it. It premieres next week. Tonight was, oh, was it next year, week? Tonight was a year one recap. Oh, oh, okay. I saw nice. it. I saw it on the uh, on the guide. I was like, "Crap! Yeah. I missed the premiere." No. So that's you know that's a show that you know kudos to them because they could have gone and we talked uh, Arrow ad nauseum. But I mean, that's well, you my- and I have Chris, but I I I know that someone else recently uh-huh. watched an episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I I put on the DVR and I guess um, I thought I watched the premiere, mm-hmm. but as David then schooled me on, I, I actually watched. I guess they were reshowing. It was the uh, finale of last year that I ended up watching. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Boom. Um, yeah, so, um, so I, I mean, I, I was totally lost, which I guess yeah. is understandable since it's the finale. Um, so I got, I mean, I'll just, I'll reserve speaking to it at all until I watch this premiere I mean, here. There, there's yeah. still some, there's still some Smallville in it. It's got the, it's got the, the, the romantic stuff that, right. that kind of, you're like, oh, okay, well, there's the, the demographic stuff that we're talking about. But, 
that was a show that you know, damn it, they're pretty smart with it. I thought, I thought for for the network it's on, the time slot it's in, what they're trying to do, that that's what I'm looking for. It's like you know what, you're hitting your demographic, but it still has something to it that makes it work on a different level. There's still something smart about it. And what's and interesting is that it's it, it, it's on at the same time. It's, it's, it's a day later, but it's on at the 8 o'clock hour, just like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it's a little bit darker, a little bit more to the edge than S.H.I.E.L.D. is. But then you can also look at, at The Dark Knight Rises and compare that to any of the Iron Man movies or the Avengers movie. And, and there's still... The Marvel stuff is light. Or okay, I mean, people were. I still haven't seen it, but obviously there was a whole shitload of destruction during Man of Steel, and and apparently he didn't give a shit about any any civilians that were killed during this melee. Whereas you know New York got destroyed in the Avengers, but you kind of have an idea that maybe not a lot of people got hurt. So there's still that there, there is that dichotomy between the two companies and 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 what they're putting out there and arrow's a little darker even though it's still on at eight o'clock and and but that but yeah, it's, but it's, it's w- different w- than w- the w- right w- yeah. david you can probably answer this i have never seen the show but it's connor right no it's all no. okay uh have you ever read the comic the the one that jeff lemire's currently not, writing not not the current stuff not since uh-huh. uh not since the first couple issues because i'd be interested so. to know if what jeff lemire is doing is in tune with what the television show is trying to do because just that he's probably younger um from what i understand because like like joey and and um hassan are, are reading green arrow and, and they're familiar with the show um it, it, it's it's a younger Ollie. It's not the Ollie Oliver Queen from Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and, okay. and that era. Um, whereas this is it's your it's your one it's your one. Because uh, I read the uh, the villain issue, the Count Vertigo thing, and okay. uh, Lemire wrote it, and it was very dark. And now is, this, it, 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 is Count Vertigo similar to the Count Vertigo from the old DC stuff, or is he a drug dealer? Um, no, he's a deposed uh, prince. Okay. And well, so I mean, it's nothing like the TV show counterpart. No, I mean, whatever the case, it's it's very dark. It was it's very violent. And tell you the truth, uh, Arrow didn't Green Arrow didn't show up at all in the issue. Villain issues. Well, right. So I mean, but uh, it's Lemire, so it, it was very well written. But I'm wondering right. if that whole aesthetic is taken. It's is trying. It's, are they trying to jive it with well, the they, TV show? Is what they I'm saying. did have. They did have a digital first Arrow comic that was based on the TV show. They are introducing Diggle, the character from the TV show. They're introducing him in the comic in the next couple of issues. Um, so I don't know if it's still yeah. Is no, Andy no, Diggle writing it? It's no, it's, I think it's probably still Lemire, but I think I think they're gonna kinda of focus That's on funny. his on his nickname Dig. But it's um uh yeah, I, I would think that if you if you are reading the, the the Green Arrow comic, then then it probably I know that there was some. Would they be silly not to at least play into the show somehow? You know, like. But, but that's the other thing, though. The show is the the, the 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 setting for the show is Starling City, not Star City. It's um, and I was yeah. I was thinking all throughout the season that eventually they're just going to end up shortening the name because of what people were planning. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I was speaking more towards tone. Than right, anything no. else. I'll, yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll I'll give the last few issues. Uh, when did Lemire start? 
I'm not sure. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he began and ended with me on on the villain issue. So I'm I'm just going to keep an eye on it. I'll look for the last few and or or when he started. And I'll, I enjoyed I'll, it. Yeah. Okay. Jeff's good. good. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, Jeff's good, and I like yeah. I, I like the character. So I mean, no, I'll I'll, oh. I'll give it a shot. This Count Vertigo's nasty. He pops people's heads. Of course he does. Yes, very 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 bloodthirsty. Uh, before we I, the, the um. I know that some people were when it comes to the aesthetics and 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 the cast of the shield. I, I thought that, and this is one thing where I know that I I think Whedon is pretty keen on when he he makes sure to to point things out. And when you had when you had Ron Glass showing up, letting everybody know how they passed their physical, um, that because you had people like, well, you know, where's where, where, where's the old dum dum. Dugan type guy, where's where's the overweight dude, and, and and but you're not going to if he's letting everybody know that you you're fit for duty, you're about to go out in the field. You're really not going to have too many. That 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 doesn't mean anything. That doesn't excuse how pretty everybody is, but at least it explains why why they're a little younger, why they're a little bit more fit. Um, so there were things where you might throw your arms up in the air, going, you know, I don't I don't buy that at all. But at least. I got the impression from the uh, the pilot that there's a reason why these things were in place, and it wasn't because it's on eight o'clock at night or that they're trying to get the eighteen to to, to thirty two demographic. And I, I, but you know, for what it is, I when I I know people were like, oh, I didn't even make it forty minutes into it, and it's like, and and to me that that's the same type of thinking of you know, well, I gave that comic book you know half an issue, it didn't grab me, so I'm done, and and I just I'm going to let it. Get its get its legs and and you know and I'm but I'm I'm there because I'm not and that's the other thing I don't want you had people who were like and not just for this show but for anything it's like oh it's 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 a TV show it's a movie it's it's a cartoon about a comic book that I enjoy or about a universe that I enjoy yeah but it sucks so if if it sucks and I'm going to keep watching it that's just telling them that it's okay to make crap whereas if people stopped watching the shield because it was just flat out bad then they would know this wasn't the way to go about doing this. so i but i mean i'm i'm watching it because i do enjoy it but if you're not digging it then no then 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 i wouldn't i wouldn't want someone to, to sit down and go well i want them to make more comic book stuff so let me let me sit through this and and or at least record it so they think i'm watching it but no i i'm i'm all in for now i mean i i and, and the thing is and and i to that's my turn to break Jason's heart. We we watched Iron Man three this weekend, and I it, it, we were completely entertained. Renee laughed her ass off. I I'm one of the few. I'm in the minority. I did like the second Iron Man movie. I thought the third one was so much better than the second. I I, I, I think it was better than the second. I, so I mean, it, 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 it's not just me, but it, it's just I didn't care for the second one at all. I know you did. Yeah, why would that break my heart? I I, I didn't like the second no, one. No, because no, 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 not that. Just that we did so much enjoy the third. Where I know that you know you were. It's still a train wreck of a movie. I was thoroughly entertained, but it's a train wreck of a movie. <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute. Why on earth would I be bothered by one of my best friends in the world enjoying something like I? No, I, I speak, no because I, 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 we didn't we didn't get into it when you saw it because. Not everybody did, so I know that we didn't. You know, you didn't spoil anything as far as you know the big twist and and uh, you know. But I know that you you held back what you probably 
wanted to say or rip into because it, it would have spoiled things. So, um, and we don't have to get into it tonight since we haven't really talked about anything that they make with pen and ink, but the, the, um, I just know that, and, and you even said, you know, you, you did think it was weak and, but it was, it was one of those things where I, I, I guess we're not going to see eye to eye on, but I, I have no problem. Um, I really have no problem with anything that, that Shane Black or anybody did in that movie. Hmm. There is hope then. Yeah. Good. How about some comics proper? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Who's going to go? Go for it. Wow. Oh, boy. Um, what month is this? October. Yes, it is. My favorite month in the whole year. The month culminating in what? All Hallows' Eve, my Hallows favorite Eve. time. Oh, so I've decided, just for me, I'm going to bring a horror comic every week until Halloween. Damn it. Yay. Yeah. This week, I have something from Dark Horse. And when you hear the writer's name, it will be no surprise, uh, especially in, uh, in the horror genre, because this man has written a lot. Uh, Steve Niles wrote it. It's illustrated by Christopher Mitten. Colors by Michelle Madsen, and the cover painting was done by Justin Erickson. It's Criminal Macabre, uh, Cal McDonald, uh, in the Eyes of Frankenstein. It's a four-issue miniseries. Ah, uh, man, there's a lot of irony in uh, Cal McDonald's life. You know who Cal McDonald is, correct? Has anyone yeah. ever ever read a Cal McDonald story? You mean uh, Thomas Jane? No. That's you know what that's who they model. Uh, I yes, think it was Bradstreet Street modeled yeah. the the the. Uh, I think I think covers. Um, uh, I think uh, the writer and Thomas Jane are buddies. I think ah you know there's um, whisperings of a Cal McDonald movie. Yes, that really? would that would be very cool. Yeah, but uh, Cal McDonald, paranormal detective, leads a very ironic existence because um, his very good buddy. Moloch, uh, is, uh, one of the undead. He's a ghoul. And Cal tends to be not too kind to his, his, uh, ever-present sidekick. He, uh, berates him, tongue lashes him, you know, he pretty much abuses the guy in, in a lot of ways. Um, but, uh, especially when, when Mo goes on and on and on about the pending war, uh, between monsters and, and men. The, the, the shit's going to hit the fan. There's going to be a lot of casualties. It's coming, and Cal's not buying it. You're crazy. It's just not going to happen. But uh, these days, and, and this is where that uh, shit blanket of irony gets pulled up around Cal's neck, Cal has joined the ranks of the uh, unliving. He's a ghoul. He's dead. Uh, and he's finding uh, acclimating to his present lifestyle kind of difficult. You know, he He had to teach himself... Uh, to mimic breathing because he loves to smoke and if you don't inhale you're not going to reap the benefits of the cigarette so he had to practice uh, uh, mimicking uh, breaths parts of him fall off now and then right He's, he spontaneously vomits this this black tar goo uh, it's not pretty so so Cal's having a bad time of things but in the process he's received super strength and is relatively immortal, right? Um, I mean, the only way to really kill a ghoul is to crush its head, destroy the brain, right? Or, or burn it. 
So as long as he plays his cards right and and not you know doesn't fling himself in the thick of things, Cal could be pretty much immortal. So it's not that bad, right? Wrong. Uh, it gets really uh, a lot worse because there seems to be a strange epidemic uh, that's thinning the ranks of the undead, particularly ghouls. Uh, Cal and Mo uh, take a trip down to the sewers because that's where the ghouls live. They do not like to coexist with with uh, humans, and um, they. Uh, it's really neat. There's a um, a segue into the sewer, and you see these shelves, and they're just filled with wrapped bodies. And you're like, what? What's going on here? Uh, and we get to uh, a ghoul lying on a, a dirty, ratty, cot-type mattress thing, and he's he's in the throes of, uh, well, can you call it death when a ghoul dies? He's He's expiring, let's just say. And he just blinks out. I mean, the ghoul just ceases to uh, he the 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 body's still there but the, it's not occupied by anything he's just gone it's just a ghoul just died what could be perceived as a natural death it's like unheard of it never happens ghouls don't just die they're the undead right no fire that his head didn't explode he just ceased to be so they're at a loss like what the heck is causing this right Cal never gets the opportunity to find out because he gets a little ringy-ding on his cell phone from the LAPD. He's got a, a man inside, Mr. Wheatley, uh, who needs help. It appears the Frankenstein monster's pitching a fit. <laughs> the Frankenstein monster, he's hes all pissed off. He's throwing cops around. He's destroying property, etc. And so Cal tries to help out. Um, and, and there's uh, some really neat dialogue between the two, like Cal, when he, when he enters the, the space in which the, the Frankenstein monster is destroying, uh, he's not there, he's hiding. And Cal goes, you know, it'd be a lot easier if you would just pick a name because I'd be able to call you, yo, you know, Jimmy, uh, it's Cal, I, I want to talk. And um, the, the monster says, you're right, I, I should pick a name. And um, he does, um, mocking the, uh, the myth of the uh, first man. Uh, as Mary Shelley did in in the actual novel, he picks Adam. So Frankenstein monster is now called Adam, and Adam is desperate, and he needs help because he's losing something very precious to him. Now, you're the Frankenstein monster. Well, you're Adam, okay? This gigantic, hulking beast of a thing. Um, you, you live as a recluse. You, 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 you shun the light. Uh, you don't want to get too close to people because they'll grab their pitches and their, their uh, pitchforks and torches and burn your ass, right? So what do you, what, what is your solace in life? What do you do to pass the time and to, um, you know, the, those uh, empty spaces? What do you fill those with? He reads. Oh. And he's losing his eyesight. <laughs> and so reading is his entire world. And without it, he's got nothing. You know, he can't interact with anything, and he asks Cal for help, and and that's where the the issue ends. But there's a lot of weird shit going on in this in this issue. Um, when it opens, it's it's crazy. There, there's um, you see this ritzy mansion. I mean, we, we go into a room, huge, massive space, gigantic columns, tapestries, uh, tile floor, just a crazy wide open space, very affluent. And the people there look 
uh, wealthy as well, but they, they're all wearing masks, and they're gathered around this bed right in the middle of this gigantic room, and there's a pregnant lady on it, and she's screaming, holding her stomach, ah, you know, and the doctor's tending to her, and as the, the scene goes on, her belly gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and and she explodes. There's just like this tsunami of meat and bone just all over the place, and everybody's like freaked out, and the doctor's like, where's the baby? What the hell's going on? I don't know who the baby is. What, what What's the deal? But damn it, I'm gonna stick around and find out. This issue was awesome, and it's all. <laughs> and and I, admittedly, have not paid very much attention to Christopher Mitten, too <laughs> much to my loss, because the guy is incredible. I mean, a really great guy. He's he's got this loose kind of I mean, city alumni. Yes. 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 This gestural style going on in this thing, not too far removed from Ernie Cologne. I mean, it's, it's, it's very lively lines. You got the, the, uh, um, beautiful variation in the line. I mean, he knows when to apply pressure and when not. Uh, there's this ratty kind of bristly brushwork. Let's just say the presentation is very assured, very strong. I love every panel in this thing. It's if you put the comic next to what's currently going on in the Hellboy universe, it oh, yeah. w- it would not look out of place. They've they've uh, they seem to have tuned the visuals to mesh very well with with the Hellboy stuff, and that's a smart choice, right? When you got a series that's uh, attracting attention, you tailor your like-minded series to kind of you know play the same tune in in a manner of speaking and visually i think the thing is stunning mitten oh my god where do you see this art it's just so good Dave, why have you not you know crammed mitten down my throat uh, previously you, know, uh, you don't hear us we, bro we we've, yeah, we've, we've talked about wasteland a lot yeah see that's one book i i, I read the first like five and then i i kind of i just I lost we can lead a horse to water. I know, I know, I know, I know. I drink. I just lost track of it, but you know what? I'm gonna rectify that. I'll go back and and pick up the 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 wasteland. Um, and be- by the way, if you are interested in acquiring some Christopher Mitten artwork, you can find it at our good friend Paolo's Cadence Comic Art. Oh yeah, I wonder if he has pages from this because I, there's he does a, indeed. There's a couple of pages I would love to own. He he has pages from Criminal Macabre. Free Comic Day issue, Criminal Macabre, and Criminal Macabre, The Goon, When Freaks Collide. Mm. I think that's when, if memory serves, I think that's when uh, Cal bit it, was in the Free Comic Book Day issue. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm, uh, you know, faulty memory and all. But I'm, I'm and over thinking, 100 pages from Wasteland. Wow. I must get in on this. And as it turns out, because I'm looking at the site, there's a sale going on right now. Ooh. Trying to figure out the discount, but let's see here. Uh that's a thirty percent off sale for Christopher Mitten artwork. Right wow, now. sweetness! Yeah. So, if you like myself, just can't get enough horror. Um, I think this Eyes of Frankenstein Criminal Macabre uh, miniseries is going to fit the bill very nicely. Go out and get it. Um, I'm getting the singles, and I will eventually get the collected edition because it's that damn good. Awesome! Damn. All right. Yep. Double dipper. I am. There you go. Thank you, Steve. Let's do something Respect else here. It. I yeah. love the idea of doing a little Halloween themed month. That's that's my groove. It's evocative of back cool. in the day when we had Mr. Crusay on to talk about our favorite horror comics of all time during Halloween month. That's right. That's Next true. week I'm gonna do crossed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which one? 
No, yeah, Badlands, but the the David Lapham last, I think it's 33 to 36. Oh, my God. I've still never read any Cross. Very disturbing, uh, even by Cross standards. Yeah, Hmm. it's nasty stuff. So there you go. Is, um, Dean Tripp is a, uh, co-founder of uh, Project Rooftop. Um, he, uh, he is, uh, created Butterfly. He is a, uh, he's an artist and a writer and apparently. He's a real trip. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, um, mm-hmm. he, he, uh, yes. put out a comic book that he wrote and drew, uh, last week. It's, it's a short autobiographical comic called, um, Something Terrible. And it's, uh, it, it, um, apparently, he, uh, it, there was bad things that happened early on, um, in his life. Uh, it was, um, it had to do with, uh, with someone who, um, who basically, uh, threatened him with a gun over the course of three days. Ooh, and, wow! Three and, days! And, and raped him. What? Um, this is self-published or, I mean? Yeah, no, this is, it, it's, it's, it's available digitally. Um, it's, it, it, Holy shit. it could also be your, my, in your travels. It, 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 it costs a measly 99 cents and it is, uh, it's, it's full, full length comic book, four panels to a page. Um, and he, uh, he, he was messed up for a while, we'll say. Wow. Uh, but he, uh, he his his life kind of turned around when in uh, 1989 his uh, his teacher played 1989's Batman, and with that he uh, he went and um, picked up his bought his first uh, Batman comic, and it is uh, actually his very first comic book was Detective Comics number 645 so he he owes a lot he says to, to Chuck Dixon um, he owes a lot to Paul Dini and Bruce Tim for basically creating the version of Batman that is the version and he's not the and Dean's not the only person who thinks this way but that is that is the definitive Batman that's the voice you hear when you read the comic that's the look you expect the character to have but anyway it, this is um, like I said it, it these this book is is basically um, Dean uh, telling his story, putting it out there, and and um, explaining why he may have um, why he did the things he did growing up, why he felt the way he felt, um, and uh, and it it was I, I Mario bought it on uh, last week when I when I mentioned it, and and even he was like you know this is someone Mario and I were texting, and this is. Um, you know, neither one of us have met Dean Tripp, and and it's 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 amazing how something so horrible that that happened to somebody could cause him to create a story that 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 is um is so heavy and and basically just um and is almost wonderful at at the same time. It, wow. it's you know it's, you gotta you gotta acknowledge the bravery at work here. Because it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm going to get this, I'm going to purge this and, and, and tell my story. That's, that's fine to, to say you're going to do it, but to actually put it out there for consumption. Yes. Yeah. Just, just strip yourself bare like that. That's brave. That's, he, wow. He wasn't the only, um, he wasn't the only child this happened to. Uh, he, he thanks a lot of people in, in the afterward, uh, including his mother who, um, 
who, uh, he, she caused, um, she, she was able to, you know, a lot of times, I guess the cops, that, that was the other thing that, that he was always trying to fight was that, um, you know, you usually hear, especially in, in the procedural court shows, but, um, I guess when he was doing the confession, you, you may hear, you know, people say, oh, you know, the, the, the victim always turns out to be the, the tormentor as, 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 when they grow up, you know, it's an endless cycle. If, 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 um, if, if your if your father left you, then you're going to leave your kids. If 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 you were molested, you're going to grow up to be a molester. And um, turns out that is so not the case. And 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 you know, as Dean was growing up, and and he realized certain things, and and how he can break a cycle, and and uh, how he's not the same as as the person who did this to him growing up. And and he found the and and I mean his his biological father left him and 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 his mother when uh when he was like um i don't know uh well back in 1986 it happened so it's it's um that was pretty much the year his world was just torn apart between his father leaving and his father has a habit of of leaving other families and and being um being traumatized by by this other individual and um i mean it was just it, i i wasn't I follow Dean on Tumblr. I'm a big fan of Project Rooftop, and and um, I saw that it was available, and I figured, you know, I'll I'll read it. You know, it, he's it's personal, and it's you know, it's something he he's been wanting to do. And there's there's a uh, there's a great full page. There's a full page of um, where Dean is young. Dean is saved by um, by Batman, and uh, and. He, uh, it was a dream. Batman is, is basically brings him into the TARDIS and, and he walks in and there's pretty much every comic book character, G.I. Joe, Mask, Power Rangers, everything is, is in this, is, is in the TARDIS and, and it's just, you know, and basically you see the doctor and he, and he's saying, you know, you'll be safe here. And it, it's because of comics, because of these fictional heroes, he was able to, um, basically, move on and 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 it's whether your heroes are, are fictional or real um wow that that's what people you know you, you, heroes are necessary that they're, they're needed and and um and and they're good to have and it really it, it really it's it's a um it's one of those things where you're not sure if you you kind of want to make people aware of it because people should read it and if and, and if this can help other people then I'm, I'm glad it's out there but it's also one of those things where you know well how how do you talk about it because it's not something that that i've lived through i can you know i'm only just saying that this is what he had to go through and and, and he's telling his story so yeah well you know just to match the uh the apparent honesty going on within this comic i'm going to say this casts a whole new light on those times where I would uh, direct message you on the Twitter, because I follow Dean on, on Twitter, too. Mm-hmm. And I said to David, brother needs to chill. Like, like wow. I mean, no, he's... He, and, and now, knowing the, the ordeal, I mean, it makes some of those those tweets that, I, that I've read, I mean, it makes sense now. 
You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the, the, you know the story, you know the person, you, right. you, you're, you can you can better uh, perceive exactly what's going on because it really didn't make sense. I'd be like, dude's flying off the handle over nothing, right? And now, okay, I, I I understand now. It makes me me understand the the man a little bit better. I got to get this. Yeah, it's uh, it is available at um, well, you can go to uh, deantrip.com, but it's available at. Um, Selfy S E L L F Y dot com. Um, we'll have the links yes. in the show notes. But yeah, it's it's ninety nine cents. You get the PDF. You get the uh, the 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 CBZ. Um, so you can read it right then and there. And like I said, ninety nine cents. Much respect to Brother Trip. Much respect. He his next two projects are uh, the Balance of Superhero Team book he co created with uh, with his five year old son. And Butterfly Lark and the Possibles. That's that's awesome, huh? You're gonna be like Casey Kasem. How do you how do you come out, out of you that? Into your house by your wife? And- no, no, no. The the famous you know uh, instance where he had to come out of a uh, uh, an upbeat song yeah, and talk yeah. about a dog dying. It's you know, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, good good for Dean. I'm glad. I gotta get that. So wait, what else we got? Where's Jason? Who wants to follow that, dude? I that's mean, what I'm like, saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a showstopper. Really yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's let's talk about superheroes now. Uh, <laughs> I started. Um, it down. Well, no. That, all right. So then I'll I'll um. The, back up. What was uh? What well, was he, what was that book that uh, DCBS is offering? that you mentioned at the beginning of the episode? They offer many books, but I, yes, I do believe that I've offered the Uncanny X-Force. Not that one. Oh, the Lanterns. Yeah, I I, um, I am dipping my toe back into... Me too! Uh, Green Lantern, because and I, 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 once once Johns was wrapping up, I figured, okay, let me see what um, what the new creative team is going to... And I just, I just started... 21 so i haven't um i'm not up to it yet but it, it the uh robert van diddy write that yes and he's good and, and one of the tans is uh yep and it's not and, and it's not don't you be nasty to tan no i'm not i'm not going to i and, and it's inked by richard friend and it's it's a um it it it's not Offensive to my eyes. I, I, I I'm still. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. There you go. Doesn't make me want to vomit. Trying to be a bee. The uh, I'm still not keen on. I, I, I dislike the the fucking piping and the little noodling they do on everybody's shoulders or on these new on the new Fifty Two outfits. It's like why why is that? What purpose is? I mean, it's it's worse than pouches. I don't know why. Nothing wrong with pouches. That. It, but it, it's. Um, so I, I guess you can blame Hollywood for that, right? And in in, in and a sense. The uh but I, I started reading the, the, the first Lanthard story just to see how Johns goes out and, and um some of it that storyline I think sprawled a little too much. It was because because it, it was the Red Lanterns, it was the New Guardians, it was the Green Lantern Corn, it was Green Lantern. So you had four four but and it it went on for a few months. I, you, how big is the um, is that collection? Four hundred plus pages, so oh, four nice. issues a piece of the four main books. So yeah, yeah. and and uh, and then issue twenty of Green Lantern went on for days. I mean that was that was a mega sized issue. So um, 
and and that's that's the conclusion of the story. Um, and I I thought that that I I want to go back and read um, most of of this Green Lantern run when John's with the New Fifty Two. I, I know that that first issue really left a bad taste in my mouth, but I, I want to see where where John's was going with it. I'm still um, I still wasn't impressed with how in in that storyline, but I'm I'm giving like I said Vendetti the the benefit of the doubt and, and hoping mm-hmm. that it's still you know. The, the first couple of pages of, of 21, Hal goes to visit Carol and, and they pick up right where it's not like it was a new start or anything. They pick up where John's story ended. And, um, you know, so she still has issues with Hal based on other things that went on because apparently Hal was dead. He's, he's again. Back. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he was hanging out with the black hand and, 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 um, and he was dead along with everybody else. And, uh, when, when, um, all the lanterns were there and, and Sinestro was there and he, um, well, no, I'm not going to spoil one of the I wonder things. if they worked any of the Spectre, um, stuff there into was, it. There was, the, the, there was a cameo because they were talking about Hal's, um, the different, basically the different faces of Hal Jordan over the years. And, uh, and you did see the Spectre in, in the background. That was a weird time, wasn't it? It was. A strange, uh, strange uh, time. Uh, I mean, you know, so an Ostrander, but the, um, it, 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 I, I'm reading 21, and and Carol's referencing how you know she he Hal's living on like his his brother's couch because you know I guess he got evicted. So it, it, there's still a little bit of that you know you need to be co-signed on a car loan and shit like that. So I'm hoping we can just move on. Is he an insurance salesman? That. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. I don't even know if he still has his job with Ferris Aircraft because you kind of actually have huh. to show up if you want to. I don't think so. Yeah, I yeah, don't think he so, does. But no, I just I'm going to um, I'll I'll uh, and I'll probably also start with Green Lantern Corps so I can read about John and and Guy. Um, so yeah, so I mean I, I Guy's I, a Red Lantern now. I'm, oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. From from the covers I've seen, Guy's in red. Yeah. Well, maybe he was. I don't know if he still is. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, so, so yeah, so I'm gonna, like I said, I, I'm, I mentioned before that I'm gonna give Green Lantern a shot again and I'm, I'm closer to following through with that. You didn't read the, the, what was it, 23.4, I think. Oh, not even up to 23? Uh, yeah. It's so. the Sinestro thing. See, the last time we saw Sinestro, or at least was issue 20. Um, you know who wrote it? Who wrote it? Matt Kent. Does he yes. not sleep? Dude, he does not I sleep. Know, dude. He wrote my In Your Travels tonight. Oh, nice. Yeah, mine too. Oh, we're doing the same thing for the, for the In Your Travels, I bet. But, By you the know, way, the, uh, the Wikipedias, for whatever they're worth, and uh, says that uh, Guy Gardner is currently the leader of the Red Lantern. Whoa, nice job, Guy. I like him even more now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, I, well, I should say I like to dump on Mr. Johns from time to time, only because... Um, I think he is a target because mm-hmm. you have to admit, n- no matter how he, well, arguably faltered in that home stretch with, with the lantern stuff, he has hit a lot of highs with this character, and, and and he's very smart because not only did he revitalize Green Lantern, but he made damn sure to shore up the villains. Uh, not the least of which was Sinestro. I mean, 
Johns made Sinestro into a, as compelling a character as as Hal Jordan, I think. And mm-hmm. you need that. I mean, if if your foil is a fully fleshed out, believable, sympathetic, that's the thing. Sinestro is a sympathetic character. You know, he everything that the dude does, well, initially was done out of concern, right? All he wanted to do was make sure his planet was taken care of. The Korrigar, he wanted just wanted to tend to this planet. Yeah, things got out of hand, a bit. and he turned it into a police state. Uh, but you know, init- initially, well, one can argue that the parallax maybe corrupted him a bit, right? Uh, but so y- you have that that sympathetic edge to Sinestro, and uh, you got to read that issue. Uh, Eaglesham illustrated it. Holy crap! Is it beautiful? Very, very pretty issue. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yep. And this relic guy is cut from the Sinestro mold. You can there. There are sympathetic uh, things about him too. So he's not just a villain. You you can understand why he does what he does. Eh, good stuff. I'm surprised. Why should I be? It's Matt Kent. <laughs> you know, it's fun. It's it's Kent and. I mean, I have a whole shelf in my my comic room devoted to Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent, the uh, the Kent Lemire shelf. And that's uh, what you call it. What's that? <laughs> Is that what you call it? Yeah, you, it's catchy, right? <laughs> I like it. It's, it's, I can wow. I can actually hear the hyphen. And and the thing is, is that they're both like doing a ton at, at DC right now, and I, I'm feeling so out of touch with them. I'm glad that they're continuing to do their own stuff because I, I'm not feeling like I'm missing out. But yeah. uh, I'm going. They both have done phenomenal, um, you know, creator-owned work this year as well. So, but, yeah. but yeah, it seems like Kent and Lemire, I think, co- collectively are writing what six, seven DC books right now. And don't forget, um, Kent's working at Marvel too. Yeah, true. Yep. Yeah. But that stuff, I'm that stuff is in the is in the pile to read. Yeah. The, the DC yeah. stuff is not. So now I'm going back and rectifying some oversights. Like uh, last DCBS order, I bought the Frankenstein volume two. I don't know why I stopped buying it. But of course, written by Lemire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm current on Trillium. I bought all three issues. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good book. Yeah, yeah. Yizzer. So, um, I I, I uh, have to apologize a little bit for me anyway for uh, parting ways with Mr. Lemire because I think he's, uh, in terms of writing, he's as good as he ever was. Visually, I think he's never been better. Trillium is just like I think it's going to be his signature work. It's good. And yeah. strong words. No, it's great. Flexing, he's flexing some different muscles. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Much more vibrant, robust color. I mean, he's, he's taking chances with the, with the color and the, and the, the, well, obviously the line. The line is very different. I think yeah, he's, he's it's, doing it's a great lot thing. tighter. Yeah. A lot tighter. Yeah. Not too yeah, tight like though. It. Um, but it's, it's, it, it's different. Yeah, he's it's reining different. it in. Yeah. 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 But well, I, I think it's, I am, I'm, I'm digging it. Absolutely. And you dig it. Jason, it's your turn there, buddy. It is? I, it, sure, unless David's not done. No, no, go for it. Mua. Um, all right, I'm going to lighten it up a bit. I'm going to keep it, keep it light. Um, so I actually have to shout out one of my, my, uh, my football guys' buddies, um, co-founder of Football Guys, Joe Bryant. Joe's uh, emails from him like almost every day. He sends emails every day. Yes, the emails come from him. Um, Joe is a very uh, thoughtful dude, and you know he he knows I love comics. He has absolutely no interest in comics. Um, he does have two teenage sons that read them. So um, 
So out of the blue, he he sent me a, a link to something saying, "Hey, buddy, you know, I I saw a review of this and uh, I thought of you." And you know, I'm sure I'm I'm not alone. You guys are in the same boat. We you know we get uh, sent a lot of things from people that either listen to the show or know us on Twitter or people that we're just friendly with. And you know, chances are a lot of the stuff that they mention to us is stuff we're already at least aware of because you know we do pay attention to a, a pretty big swath of what's going on. So I was. So Have you pleasant- heard of Batman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was so pleasantly surprised when he sent this to me because it was actually something that both looked instantly appealing and and I had not heard of otherwise. Um, and it arrived. It was actually on back order at Amazon uh, and arrived this week. It's from um, a book publisher called Chronicle Books. Um, it's uh, eighteen ninety five. U.S. retail, eleven ninety nine uh, U.K. Uh, British pounds. Uh, I think it's a British publisher, but it's uh, it's it's written by Tim Leong, and it's called Super Graphic: A Visual Guide to the Comic Book Universe. And this is one of those neat confluences of two things I love. Uh, one, of course, being comic books. The other being, um, for lack of a better term, you know, data porn, if you will. Um, you know, th- there's there's been a, a great leap forward in the last number of years in in the ability to present data in very visually appealing ways. You know, and um, you, 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 there's I mean, there's a million examples of them. There's you know, you see like posters. I have like a poster in my office that's got uh, kind of a, a flow chart of all the different superpowers and 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 the, the the characters that that have each power, that type of thing. But this book is um, let's see, it's it's 192 pages of amazingly gorgeous, you know, pop art style graphic data representations of different aspects of comics. And it's so wildly creative that it's, it's, it, it's, a, it, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. Um, for example, middle of the book, I open up, there is a two page spread that says the Chris Ware sadness scale. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. All, it's an all black page with a, like a, a light powder blue hemi, uh, hemisphere and then little lines. And the scale is, the left-hand scale is sad, and then the right-hand scale is soul-crushing depression. <laughs> and, and it's got, like, Quimby the mouse is the is the, the on the sad end of things, and it goes up to, you know, Acme Novelty Library 2005, and it has in parentheses self-angst, naked angst, nostalgia angst, and then all the way down to soul-crushing depression is Jimmy Corrigan, smartest kid on earth, Relationship angst, loneliness angst, dead Superman angst, daddy issue angst, angst angst. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. There, there's, there's, uh, there's, um, uh, uh, an archer appeal page in keeping with, uh, with our little chat about Arrow. Uh, on the left hand side in a lime green circle is, um, is, is the green arrow. And then on the right is, uh, Hawkeye. And it has a breakdown based on the types of arrows they've used over the years by percentage. So, like, it's really smart. Yeah, trident arrow, explosive arrow, boxing glove arrow. Um, You've got like a four square um, politics of good versus evil. So, on the one axis, you've got liberal on the left all the way to conservative on the right. And then uh, on the other axis, you've got libertarian all the way down to authoritarian. So, like, the top right corner, so it would be the most conservative authoritarian is dark side, right? The. Um, the, the, the bottom left corner, which would be liberal and libertarian was Joker, right? And then you've got Spawn, who's way down at the libertarian end of things, but is sort of in the middle of conservative and liberal. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it, and, and there's just all kinds of things like that. Like one, uh, Vince, that, that I, I, I think you would crack up about. It's the definitive R crumb butt matrix. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's like a pink page with um, uh, a fleshy toned um, uh, square, and, and and inside of it, uh, like with rounded edges, so look kind of like butt cheeks. And it's it's again on the axes. You've got tight to jiggly on the one axis, and then small to big on the other. And you've got all different. Are crumb characters so like wow uh, the, the old pooparoo is jiggly small the vulture demoness is big jiggly right and uh it's just great because he he's he's taking this stuff and he's coming at it from so many different angles the uh, another one might ones i have bookmarked here um scrooge mcduck's family tree Ooh, nice can anyone name scrooge mcduck's parents oh jeez yeah i've encountered them but i can't tell you the names Downey O'Drake and Fergus McDuck. Fergus McDuck, you prick. Yes. Yep. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of research? The, the yeah. amount of research that went into this thing is staggering. His his siblings are Hortense Duck and Matilda McDuck. Matilda, yeah. Uh, Hortense is married Quackmore Duck, who then had Donald and Della. So that's where Donald becomes related to Scrooge. Right. He's, um, you've got, and then it's got Huey, Dewey, and Louie at the end, and it goes all the way up to Cornelius Coote, who begat Clinton Coote, who married Gertrude Gadwall, who then had Casey Coote and Elvira Grandma Coote, and Grandma Coote married Humperdinck Duck. That's awesome! Had, yep, who then had Daphne, Lulubelle, Elder, Gustav, and Quackmore, who then married Hortense, and who was married, who was uh, sister to Scrooge. Now, is, is this thing illustrated with artwork from the actual comics themselves or no, this is all graphic like pop art data nice you know, like, like, yes like all, you know like like uh you know um concentric circles uh graphs uh you know wow what is this so it's yeah it's called super graphic a visual guide to the comic book universe by tim leong and again you guys being you would all love it every one of you would love it um you know chris i mean you as a as, a, as an art director vince oh yeah you guys, this is totally. I mean, it's 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 just an amazing. All right, uh, sell me on it. Is there a data blast on swamp creatures? No. Oh come on. No, sorry. There is a there is a um a table of contents in the back and appendix, which is great. So here you go, Venom's family web. <laughs> and can we'll we'll get David involved here. David, can you name any of Venom's offspring? There's Carnage. Yep. Um. That was. Oh man! Maximum Carnage, dude. All you gotta do is remember. I can't, I'm literally me saying else. it. Yeah, the green one, the red one, the yellow one. You know what were their names? I can't remember. Phage, Scream, wow. Riot, Lasher, and Agony. Ooh. And then they all combined into Hybrid. The hybrid Carnage begat Toxin and Scorn. Toxin. Venom, of course, also becomes Anti-Venom. Yeah. Uh, and then it's even got, and then that's all, so the downward trajectory in the graph shows you all of his offspring and, and connections. The up is all the people that he's um, passed the symbiote onto. So you've got Ayn, Ann Wyang, Patricia Robertson, Miss Marvel. This Ann- is amazing. They've got the uh, look inside this book yep. feature on Amazon. There is, one of my favorite charts is whenever they have the overlapping circles. Yes, concentric circles, yeah. And they have the uh, um, the diagram of superhero comic tropes. Yes. And there's one of the circles is underwear on the outside. Yep. <laughs> then then tragically dead parents. Uh, hmm. Capes. Uh, it, this looks amazing. Well, they originally had Superman in the underwear on the outside, but they had to erase it for the new 52, right. unfortunately. 
but and again, the thing I love about it too is that it's diverse. I mean, um, you've got you've got mixed in with the superhero stuff. You've got the Tintin publication history. Holy crap! A map of all of Tintin's travels, documented by year. That's insane. You've, you've got um, you've got this cool. It's uh, I don't know the name of this type of graph, but it's where it's it's kind of like a pie chart, but each pie is is based on the size of the constituent by length as well as width. So like. It's, <sighs> So it's like, and it's an explanation of crossover issues and their tie-ins. So, like for example, Flashpoint had seventy-one issues involved. Infinite Crisis at one hundred and one, and it's got that graphically represented, so you can see what the biggest tie-ins were. You know that type of thing. Finally, um, they've got a map. It's a map with everything. Vince, here you go. This will sell you. Mapping the relationships of the new gods. Oh boy. So let me ask you. Let's see here. See here. I how finally know where Monster Island is. Um, oh. Who is, um, let's see here. Uh, you're gonna put I'm, me on the spot. I'm just looking here. Um, do they, I, is, is, um, is there a map of, um, the, uh, Commandy world? No. They don't. Holy shit, they've got a timeline. They've got a timeline of all the comic companies. It's got a, a map of, uh, there was a rap song, uh, actually two, um, by the last emperor and MC from Philly. Um, called Secret Wars, and he mentions tons of rappers uh, at the time. This is in the late 90s. And uh, he talks about them going against different um, Marvel heroes. So it's got like a map to that. So, for example, uh, let's see. Uh, KRS-One battled Professor X. Uh, Nas battled Spider-Man. Um, yeah, that's, Young that's, Z. that's not selling it. Young Z about the indicator. <laughs> All right, dude, relax. <laughs> relax. Chillax. Um, why guys relate to Spider-Man? And it's this pixelated picture of Spider-Man's face, but it, the pixels are based on the, the size of the data pool. So even though it looks like Spider-Man's face, oh. all the red pixels are the percentage because he's bullied in school. The black is because he had a crush on a girl out of his league, and the white is constantly shoots sticky white fluid from his body. <laughs> I do that. Not constantly, but I can do that. Yeah, I know you can, right? That's right. Uh, it's got like data on who reads DC Comics. Fifty uh, percent of in-store customers had incomes less than sixty thousand um, dollars. Forty-eight percent of digital readers are over thirty-five. Thirty-five percent of print readers are over thirty-five. Which, by the way, seems like a really low number to me. I, I would think it would be like sixty-five percent. Um, it's got fastest man alive. It's got the uh, the Superman Flash uh, races over the years. So in sixty-seven they tied. In sixty-seven again they tied. In seventy Flash won. In 78, Flash 1. In 90, Flash 1. So Flash is 3, 0, and 2. 78 would be DC Comics Presents, DC Comics presents 1 and 2. 1 and yeah, 2, if you, yeah. If you, if you are a comic book fan, you will enjoy this. How much is it? If you are a if It's like $17. Seven, bucks on Amazon. If you're a comic book fan and a graphic designer, you, you have to own this. If you're a comic book fan and love infographs... This yeah. will probably be buried with you. The other cool thing is on the top right-hand corner of some of the pages, he has a spoiler alert tab, and it's really well done because, for example, there is a two-page graphic of the lifespans of characters in The Walking Dead, which is <laughs> awesome, but if you're not caught up, you don't want to read it. That's and so awesome. he's got a spoiler alert tab, so you would notice to, to quit that one. It's got a map of the Gotham City Police Department and all the different characters and, and, and when they came around. It's got a, um, one of those like decision tree phone, you know, one of those decision tree maps, yes, no's, for if you were the Punisher, what would you do? So it's like, it starts off with, uh, you walk into a bar and see someone. Is it a man? No. Is it a woman? No. Oh, that's Is it an alien? Yes. Is it a friendly alien? Yes. 
doesn't matter. He just goes from that, right? And it's like, and basically all the arrows lead to kill him. They all lead to kill him. So it's just, it, like I said, and there's 180 of these. I mean, there's, and it just, they run, they, they run the gamut from, from, um, here you go, the evolution of the Green Lantern Oath, David. Started in 1940. It started with, and I shall shed my light over dark evil, for the dark things cannot stand the light, the light of the Green Lantern. Yeah, and it's out of that was whack. <laughs> it's got um yeah it's got like a, a popularity meter of the different green lanterns and sadly um so Alan guys Scott's guys the on the top right sure wow well, scott's at the bottom unfortunately that's the way he likes it oh the new oh, anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. he gets his hair all flat on one side he's gay it's got the uh Who's gay? Gray school for higher Alan learning Scott. oh that's right okay like the uh the gene gray school for higher learning uh flow chart you know from the headmasters all the way down to the custodial staff be- being towed towed mm-hmm that's the other thing, Vince. This, this, this was published in July of this year, so it's current. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's current. I mean, that's uh, it's it's just it's terrific. It's got like uh, pictures, pages of just like teen colors. So, like on the one page, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's just the name of the turtle and then the primary color that makes up their sash, right? And then the Power Rangers, and then Lantern Power Rings, and then Voltron, Metal Men, Beagle Boys, Fantastic Four, Avengers. Just beautiful. I mean, again, it's just if you're individuals, it's uh, it's just it's a can't miss. I, I'm going to say it for all of us. How did the hell do we not know about this? I know. I think because it wasn't solicited through previews. You know, it's Probably. a book. Yeah. The um the pizzas of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon from oh, the 80s and 90s. Shit. Jesus. My personal favorite: butterscotch, onion, and anchovies. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to ruin a pizza. Right. So yeah, man. So I highly recommend this. Like I said, it's uh. It's um, by Tim Leong. It's eighteen ninety five cover price. Chronicle Books. Uh, you know, again, you can get it on Amazon, um, and I, I can't recommend it enough. It uh, on the back here. It's endorsed by Paul Pope, Mark Wade, Matt Fraction, Neil Blomkamp. So certainly, lots of comic dudes were aware of it. I guess, like I said, it just it fell through the cracks. So, and and this dude uh, Leong is a huge unabashed fan of the uh, Marvel trading cards. So there's a lot of homages to that. Ah, nice. He's got a, a pull-out spread where he has the um, – he, he, he did a visual a color, like a, a six-color pie chart of uh, fighting ability, intelligence, strength, energy projection, durability, and speed. And then he has tons of different Marvel characters based on their trading card data and, and how they would look visually against those six, six um, uh, visual – you know, six, six graphs. So it's, uh, it's just neat stuff, man. Again, it's, it's just fun, fun stuff to just – kind of uh, look at and, and ogle. You and, know, you know, the s- designing this stuff is not easy because no, data no. data doesn't always oh play nice. Right. Uh, the, the, I mean, the, Tim Leong, sorry to, to butt in, this is awesome, though. He's the design director at Fortune Magazine. Well, there you go. I mean, just speaking from experience, when when you're doing a, a uh, say, say, a pie chart and you, six out of the seven slices play nice and then you get the one that just has so much data and you're just like trying to figure out, well, how am I going to make this look good? It's, yeah. it's tough. And, uh, from what you say, and I got to just see this myself. It, it, it sounds like it's beautifully designed. <gasps> it is. That's where I know him from. He's the guy that did comic foundry. Oh yeah. That is where I know the name. Tim I didn't Leon. realize that. Yep. You're right. Mm-hmm. He started comic foundry. That's yep. where I know that name from. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which was that was the whole. If they were kind of trying to be the 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 hip and cool, yeah, yeah. Comic. He worked at Wired before that. 
So he yeah. was sort of okay. taking the Wired men- mentality into comics, yeah. Yep, he was at Wired and Complex. That's right. He was the guy that did Comic Foundry. Okay. So there you go. But Which yeah, I did. Um, I did not like that that magazine particularly. But uh, but this looks amazing. Yeah, it's 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 real legit, real legit. So to quit, get on that, people. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Oh yeah. There you go. Yes, sir. Props, Jason. You know that's how I do. I know. That's what will be delivered by Friday. <laughs> that's right. Jason this never is lets how us I do down. It. All right, more comics. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Sure. I mean, um, I just went so. Well, I've got I've got one for my my in your travels, which I'm one that we all know about. So it's not um, um, it's not a big surprise, uh, nor is it going to um, um, be a, a massive uh, revelation. But some people may not know that the second hardcover for uh, Mike Norton's Battle Pug is out. Sitting on Marzana pile. There you go. It's it's out. It's available. It's awesome. I am um, I'm an old fart. Uh, not that that's a big revelation either. But it's hard for me. I I am not a web comic guy. It's hard for me. I'll read them in spurts. But I'm not the kind of person. And we've talked about this a lot. That will um, go to work and then read my three or four web comics. Or the same way, dude. Take. I just I it, I'm not wired that way. I'm I don't even think about oh I'm gonna go see I'm gonna go read uh, Corporate Skull. It comes out on Tuesday, so I sit there and wait for it and hit refresh. And now it's so I love Battle Pug. Um, I'll and it's a really good website. I read it in print, and so um, I'm um, uh, reading the uh, the second hardcover. And they're really nice hardcover collections. Um, they're they're perfect for uh, um, the screen size. They didn't uh, shrink things down or, or, or skimp on that. So um, if you if you love the web comic, it's very true to its original presentation. And Dark Horse does a really nice job of printing these. And sometimes you just need to read something fucking funny. And Battle Pug is fucking funny. It is such a just a, a romp of ridiculousness and um i i love every second it's it's the only comic that i've been able to turn my uh my brother-in-law onto and he asked me when the next battle pug book is coming out every time i talk to him so <laughs> nice um yeah so uh the second the eisner hardcover, winning battle pug. the eisner winning battle pug uh 15 bucks for the for the hardcover so um order it up it is uh it's it's gorgeous because mike really throws himself into it it's super funny it's uh uh the the epic journey continues in volume two nice yeah, definitely. That stares up at me every time I walk into my Dark Horse has a has a tendency to price their um hardcovers very fairly. I'm not talking about the archives or the 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 more uh, like the thicker books, but their miniseries and and short runs like the uh Ragemore thing from Corbin. That was very attractively priced, 17 bucks for a hardcover. Sure. And 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 they're doing the same thing with Battle Pug, which you, you got to throw some respect Dark Horse's way. They're trying to get the stuff in in hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, hey, you can't. There's a reason why Dark Horse is still around. Mm-hmm. You're right. Richardson is a savvy, right. savvy Show dude. Right. I know. D- David and I um, have something else in common. We read. Um, we both read uh, a first issue. 
yesterday. From a company I had never uh, heard of previously. Really? You I, I, I don't think anybody has, really, because I think this oh. is their first publication, isn't it, David? For reals? I think you're right. Yeah, it's it's oh. from a, a, a an outfit called Unlikely Heroes Studios. Aye. Uh, and the name of the book is Super, with an exclamation point. And the exclamation point is a Captain Marvel-styled lightning bolt. Lightning yeah. yeah. It's the first issue, like I said, 52 pages, but um, they kind of messed up. Because in in uh, attributing uh, in the credits for this thing, there are none to be found within the first issue. They they it's do. Yeah, there are. Where? It's um, it's it's not the. Where is it? It's um, because I saw it because I was looking to see who the because uh, obviously I wanted to see who. Oh, there it is! Damn yeah, it! It's, it's after off the, the page. First, first battle. All right. Um. I'm, I'm, yeah, I missed that somehow. Maybe I was just enthralled with the art, which is probably what happened. That could be. Um, they, they have a huge list of credits on the inside front cover. Like, thank you very much to all these people for making this happen. And then I was looking for the, 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 those responsible for this goodness and I couldn't find it. But anyway, uh, it was created and written by Zach Dolan and Justin Piet. Pencil, yeah. Pencils yeah. by Dolan, inks by Dolan, along with Laurie Foster and Daniel Henriquez, uh, color art by Everardo Orozco, yep. and there's uh, someone called Tara Capel who penciled and ink assisted. Uh, who doesn't like the Giffen de Mateus Justice League? Uh, who who among us? Who among us doesn't like soul. that? Right. Uh, <laughs> and in the same vein, the Giffen de Mateus Hero Squared and Planetary Brigade. That's what this first issue reminded me of. Rings that right. rings the same bell. You, you have a place called Cosmopolis, big city, not unlike Metropolis, similarly named, but mm-hmm. they've embraced their superhero population to the point where they kind of use it as um, a source of revenue, like tourism. Like we come to the city and see the superheroes, and uh, as a result, there there are battles going on all over the place. Right, David. Yes. Um, and this first issue, we are introduced to a boatload of heroes and villains. I mean, it is it is nonstop action uh, and character uh, introduction. the The main character is called Blitz, uh, aka Politeri, who is a, a waitress in a place called Miller's Tavern. You know, nudge nudge, wink wink. Uh, her dad, she's one of those legacy heroes because uh, apparently her father was um, in the People's Champions, which is like the equivalent of the JLA in this universe. They are the respected heroes, the ones everyone looks to. Paul is a member of, um, well, they haven't really decided on a name yet, have they? No, yeah, they, uh, they're they all around the table and they're coming up with uh, some pretty, uh, not everybody not has... Some not exciting names. Um, yeah. But it, it's, yeah, and they all get, it's interesting to see them all get called to the, uh, to the table, but, uh, they get cell They, they want to do Mighty Max and the Archer Knots, <laughs> uh, Maximum Overdrive, uh, I like that let's one. Let's see. Guardians of the Gates of Awesome. Yeah. Well, these people are funded and led by somebody called Professor Max Archer. Deep pockets, big brain, uh, kind of, kind of goofy. Um, in their in their boardroom, there's a um a saying on the wall: conquering evil through science. 
and uh, so 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 all these heroes are gathered. You have a, there's a Spider-Man analog called the Furious Fire Ant. There's a Flash clone called the Streak, who they haven't apparently mastered the unstable molecules in this universe right. because he has to strip naked when he speeds because yeah. his clothes don't survive. Um, and he, he has a tendency to save only the more attractive victims, uh, right. women, women victims. Uh, there's a Captain America Punisher Slash, yeah, amalgamation. Yeah, called Blood Death. I mean, this guy's to- <laughs> totally unhinged. Yeah. The, he has an American flag on his chest, and the red terminates in like drippy blood. Uh, From the center oozy. of white stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there's a Spawn Spectre, uh, the Doctor Strange looking dude. Yeah, what's his uh, silhouette? And right. he's also has a little bit of cloak in him too, because yeah. he has like this this um, his his cape or his his very being trench coat can uh, tell can suck people in and spit them out, and they're worse for wear, like <laughs> like shaking as they do when they come out of cloak. Uh, there's a giant Japanese robot called Adventure Man Zero. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you, and that's the other thing, like the names aren't, it, it's not like they're, they're corny or cheesy or like he couldn't think of what to name a character. There, there was some, there's a thought process involved in this and, and I, I did appreciate that. There's the, um, there's the Dr. Banner-esque type dude <laughs> who, uh, who in order for, you don't know what his power is until, um, until the guy's kind of really, uh, get after him to, to take some tequila because when they're at the bar he's drinking milk at first but what happens is once he finally uh, gets some alcohol in him he becomes the unquenchable lush <laughs> and his, his civilian name is Dr. Michael Norton <laughs> and, and, and they're, they're in the middle of a battle and uh, a streak is like dude do you think maybe you want to start drinking now because they needed help. And once he drinks, he doesn't change size like the Hulk, no, though. He just becomes this this nasty Jew uh, who has... He's got the Jew fro. He's yeah. got a Jew fro. He has incredible strength, and he just tears people apart. But uh, what? who are we missing? Oh, they're in a bar uh, in the middle of the issue, and there's this white-haired, mutton-chopped samurai dude sitting, talking to yeah. himself. And and it's it's a character called Lone Wolf. And obviously, a takeoff on Wolverine. He doesn't, they ask him his name, he doesn't know his name. And they're like, they're like, dude, there's people in here with t-shirts with your face on it. How could you not know your name? He, he, he doesn't know where he came from. And it's, it's ex- extremely funny. Um, but towards the end, they, they run into not only an albino Spartan gorilla called Congar the Uncontainable, they battle the fearsome fivesome. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's nuts. There, the, the, there's a giant guy called Tower, yeah, uh, Granite Janet, Granite Janet, a dude with a with a backhoe for an arm called Backhoe, and he's got a construction helmet on. That's his costume. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I fifty two pages, and I loved every one of them. I thought it was so much and fun. A lot of work put involved. I mean, yeah. the coloring is 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 close to top notch. This is not. There really wasn't any any skimping on this. No, if you took the if you took the uh, unlikely heroes um, logo off the cover and put DC or Marvel on this, you wouldn't blink. It, it looks like it would fit in with with mm-hmm. with with the the big twos product. And uh, like I said, fifty two pages. Uh, I got it on um, what the Comicsology thing. It was cheap. It wasn't you know it wasn't like five ninety nine. It was regularly priced. 
uh, comic and um, just so much to so much value for the dollar and and so much to to uh, digest i i'm i'm going to keep an eye on these guys i had a hell yeah. of a lot of fun the the Jap- the japanese uh, giant robot guy um, if if you've seen superhuman samurai cyber squad he kind of looks like gridman a little bit he's he's got the the uh, the fin and he's 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 uh, in that mold but um, he he's like I will destroy him with great justice. You know, it's this. It's you would expect a giant Japanese dude to say that, right? And there's things going on here that are not spelled out. Like there's a mystery in the end, which is really cool. It gets you keep coming back for the next issue, right? Uh, it's sexy. The artwork is clean, beautifully colored. The line art's great. It's um, not for kids. The lang- no, there's language. The language a whole is a lot of fun. Yeah, they don't mind dropping the f bomb in this book. Yeah, the, the the language is pretty harsh, which is cool. I mean, it's real. Slice of life, right? Absolutely. Because Paula's yeah. Paula's a twenty something, and she she doesn't um, hesitate to put people in their place, and doing so, she uses harsh language. So that's that's cool, right? I thought no so. Doubt. Yeah, but yeah, look at seek these people out. I think you will be very pleasantly surprised. It's unlikelyheroesstudios.com. You can't forget that, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's well worth your 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 uh, your attention. Loved it. Word. Respect. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, it's, nice. you'd like it. Yeah, it sounds like I would. Now, where do you, I, I don't even remember hearing anything about this. I mean, I stumbled upon it somehow. I don't even remember. I, I either followed a tweet or somebody mentioned it somewhere, and I just I just picked up on it, and there it was. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah. I, I will stick around happily too. I I don't know what it is. I'm in a superhero mode lately. Yeah, that's all good, dude. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so you can do what you got to do. You know, what I'm this, this quenched the thirst very nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. I I don't I don't think David was as sold as I was, but I mean it just hook line and sinker from like page two. I was like, all right, this is what I want. Yeah, it took me a couple pages, but but once. Once I saw where they were going and, and what was what it was all about, I, I I was digging it. Yeah, and I got a new saying from from this book. What you got? Um, the uh, the fearsome five some kind of barge into a casino and the the uh, the heroes fight them and there's huge amounts of property damage and I, I guess the either the manager or the owner of the um, the casino takes them to task for doing it. And what does he say, Dave? Like he shit his pants, but he he calls he calls it a, a mud baby. Yeah, whenever I go, uh, it's the mud baby now. I gave birth to a mud baby. Mud baby. <laughs> Uptown baby. Yeah, Get check them out, baby. All right. What else? Anybody else want? Anybody else have any uh, agendas they'd like to address? Well, I did want to shout out to my cousin because he continues to do exemplary comic work this year. Um. In fact, uh, I haven't really handicapped it, but we're getting into the last four, third of the fourth of the year, and uh, he may be in the running here for me for uh, for writer of the year. Really, uh, Brian Woods. Brian, what'd you what'd you read now? Uh, um, you know, I, I I very recently raved about his Conan work, which uh, I actually just read the, the the most recent hardcover of that, and it's it's fantastic. But I can't. I come today not not to not to rave of Conan, but uh. to rave of another licensed work that he's he's. Uh, oh. st- Dipped his his toes into, um, and, and I have a feeling we'll be raving about uh, this universe 
in, in coming weeks as well because um, another book in this uh, pantheon is being written by our good friends Gabriel and Karina. Right. Um, but today I want to shout out the first trade uh, arrived in my inbox of uh, Star Wars uh, Volume 1 in the Shadow of Yavin by uh, Brian Wood, written by and art chores by Carlos Danda, hmm. the apostrophe A-N-D-A, so I think I'm saying that right. Um, first, let me start with the art. Um, oh, wait, wait, know, before you get into that, I, ju- I just want to know, just to picture it, when does this take place? Uh, fair question. So so this takes place immediately after they blow up the Death Star. Ooh, okay. Good. Yeah, so it's it's sort of filling in the cracks. Um, and, and the premise, and again, I, I believe this was put out in the very, it's, it's, it's in the, um, it's cool, like in the trade, and I, I'm, I'm presuming this was like this in the first issue, but in the trade, the first page is in, you know, you, you see it, it's an all black, you know, sky, you know, space, and then you see yellow lettering, much like you would have in the movies in the shadow of Yavin, and it, it kind of brings you up to speed. Nice. And Rebel Alliance is just, you know, blown up Death Star, and, um, you know, Leia and Luke and Wedge are out looking for a new base for the rebellion. Um, the, the, you know, they need a new home planet, and we're kind of put right into the thick of it right there, then and there. Uh, you've got Leia, Wedge, and Luke in their X-wings, um, f- just about to enter the atmosphere of a very distant planet on the outer outer rim, and uh, and hoping to to hoping that it'll be a place that they can they can establish a new base. Uh, and, and then the 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 uh, adventures ensue. So n- now to the art. Um, you know, Dark Horse has put out what at eighty seven thousand Star Wars comics at this point. Yeah, gotta be. Um, and, and I, I know that 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 historically, you know, the the idea of licensed comics can often evoke in people's minds, you know, substandard art. Um, and I don't know that that's always fair. I, I think Star, Star Wars has had a lot of fantastic art artists mm-hmm. to, to it over the years. Um, and this is no exception. Um, I'm sure I've seen Dando's work before. Um, I was too lazy to, to, before the show, look and see where I might have seen his work. But um, regardless of, of that, uh, I, th- I thought his stuff was just beautiful. Um, the level of detail he puts in the the vehicles uh, is, again, if, uh, as a Star Wars geek, is just uh, is just awe inspiring. I mean, it's it's. It's evocative of, of, of the way we praise some of the great manga masters who are able to not only draw figure work, but then have these just unbelievably detailed, um, you know, uh, technical drawings. And he is a master of both the human emotive facial features as well as the technical uh, uh, draw. I mean, the, the specs of some of the stuff that he draws is just gorgeous. I mean, I found myself staring at the line work. Um, and I don't think I've ever seen someone draw Darth Vader better. Wow. Um, I mean, he draws Vader to be powerful and imposing, and uh, it, it, he just he looks scary. He looks like someone that you should fear, and I don't know that Vader is often drawn that way. Um, so uh, I, I love the artwork. I think Denda is a great storyteller. Um, again, he combines it all. He's got... He's got uh, Great panel layouts. He's got uh, very expressive facial features. The, the, the characters look attractive, um, and he, he finds that nice balance um, because these characters are so recognizable to us. But he's not beholden to making them look like the actors, you know. So, so sure. I mean, physically, they have a lot of the same features as the actors from the films, but they don't look exactly like them. Good. You know what I mean? They're, 
Exactly. Yeah, it, it was good. just fantastic. It's such a smart choice. Um, we're introduced to new characters, um, but we're not overwhelmed with them. Um, it's, it's one of those things where it's hard for me to say emphatically that you could read this having not seen the original movies. But then again, I mean, I don't, I mean, I can't imagine why you would read this if you hadn't seen the original movies right. by this point. So I don't know if that's kind of germane or not. Um, and it was, it was well paced. It's meaty. I mean, it's, it's a meaty book. It took me, uh, I mean, it took me a, a, a good couple hours to read this. Um, you know, which is again for, for what, what I think is five issues is, is saying something in today's yeah. day and age. Um, and, and I have read a sampling of, of, of the Star Wars books. Some I've loved, some, some I could take or leave. Um, so, you know, you, your mileage may vary, but, but in this regard, I dug it. And, and clearly Brian Wood is, is, is mixing some, some other sci-fi tropes into this. Like, um, we're introduced to a new stealth squadron of X-Wing elite fighters and they get souped up X-Wings that are all black. And it's, it's, it's kind of like the, uh, remember the Tiger Squadron from Star Blazers, you know? That's hot. Like, yeah, so it's cool. It's like, and so then, not to be outdone, of course, um, the, the, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the Empire has, has a new set of, of experimental TIE fighters, and they get the best of their best to go up against it. Um, and it's just cool because it picks up right after that movie. So, so the emperor's pissed off at Darth. <laughs> he blames him for getting the Death Star blown up. He 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 uh, takes his command away of the of his ship, and he hands it over to a a, a, a new dude. And of course, Darth is none too pleased about that. Um, you've got Han and 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 Chewie on a on a mission outside of what Luke and Leia are doing for Mon Mothma. And uh, so it's it's kind of like a side arc, if you will, during the, that runs through the vein of the rest of the broader story, um, and it's got a bit more of a comic relief and uh, and see your pants kind of feel to it, which again is nice. It's it's wood is layering in, um, you know, different. He's layering different different pieces to the story that are moving at different paces and have different tones. So I I, I dug the hell out of it. I. Uh, I, I definitely am on board for more. Um, I, I can't wait to, to read the next the next trade. It's 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 just great great stuff. And cool. um, yeah. well, you know what? Since you're in the Star Wars mode, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was published uh, last month. They took um, Lucas's original screenplay. Oh yeah, 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 the Star Wars. Yeah, did you read that? No, I, well, I, you know, it's, again, these days I buy almost everything in trade, so okay. I, I, uh, I had earmarked it to buy it in trade. Mike Mayhew illustrated nice. it. Nice. Oh, oh it is gorgeous. Oh I my heard it's great goodness! Man. Yeah, and but they flipped the script. It's it's totally different uh, from the. It's a totally different Star Wars from what you know. Like Anakin's mm-hmm. the hero, and it's mm-hmm. it's Anakin Starkiller. Uh, Luke is old. Uh, he, Did they base it on uh, Roger? Quarry's uh, designs, or you get that look? you get a lot of that feel from it. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But it's it's um, Lucas's original uh, creative burst for Star Wars, and mm-hmm. uh, and obviously it's all been changed from this. But it's a neat little aside to what we know. And like I said, visually, oh, good God, it's stunning. Yeah. Um, the uh, I read the first issue of that, and I did I did like it. And Jason's right; it, it took a while to get through just the first issue alone. But it was it. I didn't get the second. It's just something that I I meant to earmark and get back to. But I'm I'm glad that now I 
now I'm going to look forward to it. But I'm trying to keep up with um, Hardman's and, and Bechko's uh, right. legacy. What I've read is really good. Yeah. Uh, the um, the artist has been in the business for since the late 90s. Uh, Carlos actually, yeah, he, uh, you may actually, you may have some of his work from that, um, he did a Thundercats mini. Okay. He, uh, he did some Death Blow. He worked on Outsiders for a while. Um, he, uh, uh, he looks like there was some, uh, Batman Arkham City digital stuff. Mm-hmm. Digital comic wise, yeah. So, yeah, and now and and the Star Wars stuff since earlier this year, but uh, he did some variant covers on Justice League and a few other DC books. But he, um, I do like his style, and it it definitely looks like it it, it fits in that old school Thundercats mode. But um, I'm telling you what, take a look at at the way he draws Darth Vader, yeah, and then take a look at there's a a, a two page splash where um, a destroyer. Uh, you know, comes onto the scene and, and coming out of it is just tons of TIE fighters. And it's just this corkscrew spiral of, of TIE fighters that starts from very tiny, you know, coming and then to the point where it's the last one is very close to the, you know, to our visual line of sight. It's just, it's, it's breathtaking. I mean, there's, there must be a, a 20,000 lines on the page. I, it's to do, I don't know how long yeah. it must have taken to draw that, but it, it had to take forever. Cause he, so. he doesn't, he's not scrimping on the, uh, the backgrounds with the tech and the way the the like like the the locations look it, it's amazing stuff. Yeah, it's surprising no that something like Star Wars would inspire fanaticism in in someone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you got to you got to wonder. Um, the the Star Wars books are are especially now they're of great quality. Why aren't these things chewing up the the the, the sales chart? I mean, they never really have. No. Uh, and you would think, based on the brand, that it would be a, a no-brainer. Like Star Wars, how many people? I'm sure they do okay. Oh, I'm sure they do reasonably well, but they should do much, much better, just based on what it is, right? Right. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the grand mystery of being a comic book fan, right? True. True. But there, there's always very careful attention paid to Star Wars at, at Dark Horse. They do good stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. All right. Let's look at the clock on the wall and oh, see. Oh, yeah. There we go. Hey, everybody. This episode has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Get your comics. Get them cheap. Get them fast. Get them in pristine condition. What the hell more do you want? First-time customers enter the EOC8 code into the slot. Get an extra 8% off. They don't mind late orders or late order additions, and previews is damn cheap. little over a dollar. In your travels, I'm holding hands with David on this one. I'm just going to introduce it. He can tell you what it is. If this one doesn't rock your boat, you're either, one, Dead inside. not in a Dead boat, inside. Or, or two, you have profoundly bad taste. What is it, David? It is Marvel Knights Spider-Man. Yes, who wrote it? It was written by none other than Matt Campbell. Wow, mm-hmm. Mister, Mister, I don't sleep at all. No, it's mm-hmm. just, and it is gorgeously illustrated by Mark Rudy and colored by wow. Doctor Hugh himself, yeah. Val Staples. Val Staples colored it. it color color is, art. It, it it's got a little bit of that um, of of that uh, McCarthy fever feel to it from a couple of years ago. But you know what I'm it, getting? It doesn't look that way. But Mad, the design is there. Mad Dog Ward. 
Yeah. It has a strong Mad Dog Ward vibe. It's, it doesn't look like a Peter I'm, I'm used to seeing. And, but the Spidey is just, it's, it's unique. And there's, there's a, a Butcher Baker vibe on some of these pages. Yes. Yeah. The, because mm-hmm. of the, 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 the grays and the blacks and, and then the, the, the four color inset panels. It's, it, it is, it's amazing. I, I will be slowly going over this issue and, and talking about it next Very time. solid. Did I see Al got engaged? Yes, he did. Really? Yes, yeah, he did. Congratulations, Val. Yes. A boy named Val. Good for him. Yes. But these pages are, are very nicely designed, too. It's, 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 um, illustrative, uh, very nicely, uh, drawn. I, I, stunning visually. Um, yeah, but I gotta get in there and read it like David. Cause it yeah. just came out today. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah, and no Frankenstein's doubt. monsters in it. Yeah. Well, and if anyone hasn't read, if, you especially, Chris, if you haven't read Red Handed yet, I'll just can you keep recommending it until you do? Okay. So. I will, we'll hear, we'll make, we'll make, yeah. write this down. Well, we're hanging at New York Comic Con. You sit at home with Red Handed. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> um, well, while you all are having fun in New York, I'm going to read a book that I've really been looking forward to, uh, which is, is finally in its, uh, it's kind of like a double collection. It's two, it's two series, uh, that have been collected together. I started reading it. Um, it is, it is just about, um, as far in my wheelhouse as you can get, um, espionage and dystopian future. I mean, that's, that, that is, that is pretty much tailor made for me. Uh, I am talking about Alex DeCompi's Smoke mm-hmm. and Ashes. Yes. Have sir. you guys read any of it? No. No, no, I'm familiar with Alex DeCompi a bit, but no, I have not. It's, um, it's, it's very, very cool. Um, from the back, um, the government is bankrupt financially and morally. Those charged with leading the nation out of calamity use their position to enrich themselves and kill anyone in their way. This is the England of smoke. The uncompromising satirical thriller from Alex DeCampion, Igor Corday, that earned uh, an... Ice- <laughs> <laughs> He buried the lead for Vince. I'm on it, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Uh, yeah, it looks great. It, um, um, and it's maybe in tone, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a very different story, but in tone, it feels v- like a cousin to Luther Arkwright. Oh, wow. It's, that's... It, it's very, it's very British. It's very British. Cool. Um, and it's, it's, it has this, you know, dystopian view of, of government and, and society and, you know, it's, it's, it's really good. And then, um, and that's smoke. And then ashes is, um, it's almost like an anthology. Uh, it's the, it's the continue in that it has a different artist in, in each one. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, some folks that, uh, that you all might be familiar with, uh, Dan McDade, Carlos Speed McNeil, Aram Guara, uh, Colleen Duran, Bill Sinkevich. It's, it's a really good list of artists. And, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to, to sit down. I'm going to be, uh, uh, taking a little trip this weekend. So, um, I've got some, some car time and, uh, really looking forward to sitting down and, and reading Smoke and Ashes. 
one. And it's a it's a nice uh, it's a very meaty book. It's uh like I said it's uh it's two different miniseries bound together. Uh it's uh, retail retails from Dark Horse for uh, twenty nine ninety nine. Hmm. Get it? It's good. Well, come on, Corday. How could it not be? Yeah. Jeez. So there. That's awesome. Are we, uh, am I going since David, you don't have a second one, David? You're gonna... I, uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just go hog wild on it next week. Alright, cool. So, uh, I'm gonna make y'all spend even more money. Uh, this time shout out to our boys over at Image Comics. This is another book that I did not know was was coming until someone on the internet said, oh my god, have you seen this book? And I said, oh lord, how did I not know about this book? Um, it is called Soho Dives, Soho Divas. And it is uh, an art book by Ryan Hughes. Uh, it's, um, it's a book that Ryan did. It um, started off, he was sketching, he was taking a, a life drawing class years ago and he started sketching a burlesque model. And that turned into uh, 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 this book, which is 360 pages of, of Hughes's takes on the London burlesque scene. Cool. Uh, and it's just an absolute assault on your ascetic senses of, of, of the female form. I mean, your it, libido. It, it, it ranges from pure, glossy, um, suggestive, but not quite you know, anatomically, per, anatom, anatomically correct pop art to raw pencil sketches to lifelike drawings to um, uh, fumetti to photography to, uh, you know, comic layout work uh, to painted work. It's, it's just about any kind of, of, of artistic medium that you can think of is, is in here. Um, and it's, it's, it's just beautiful sexy women and it's not sexual it's sexy you know it's not pornographic mm-hmm. it's burlesque it's burlesque exactly um but the the packaging i mean this is a book where if you're a fan i mean this is like oh it's uh th- there are two versions um both by image you, you can you can get a, a, a quote-unquote traditional paperback version um the one that i bought is the uh is the the deluxe uh limited edition hardcover and it's uh it's a six by nine book it has um this just ungodly beautiful um, cover that is uh, it's it's uh, it's called Siltex. It's basically like a linen, like a shiny red linen cover um, with dark black uh, a dark black pinup female um, gloss imprint and then gold um, lettering. It's it's I mean it, it's Classy. just it's, it's stunning. It's got um, uh, the paper inside the book alternates between uh, gloss and wood-free matte. Paper. Love that! I love that. <laughs> see, see, um, it's got like red uh, tail and headbands and end papers. Um, so the whole book, like from when you're when you when it's closed, just looks red. You know, everything's red about the book except for the the lettering and the and the the, the female. It, it's just stunning. I mean, it's 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 incredible. Now, now the the version I have is a bit pricey. It's Limited edition, so it's forty nine ninety nine cover price, so probably like thirty. I'm guessing thirty ish bucks 
at discount outlets online and whatnot. But um, but again, if you just want the the interior work, which is certainly worth it, I, I think it's it's nineteen ninety nine for the the traditional paperback. So I mean, that's not not much, but but dear lord, dude, it's it's um. I'm trying to think of what was that book, um, the the Bruce Tim book that came out like about a year or two. Oh ago? yeah, oh the naughty and nice. Yeah, I love that book. I mean, that's a great book, and it's Bruce Tim, so you can't go wrong. But this is essentially in that same vein, only a much more expansive collection of artistic styles and a lot more content. In that, it's you know probably ten x. No, it's probably five x the number of illustrations for the price. Sweet. Um, so it, it's just oof, telling you what. Um, it's it's something else. It's it's fantastic. Cool. Image man, I, I don't. I, this is not something you normally see from Image. You know, for all of their awesomeness, they don't typically put out these kind of um, limited edition art books. Something I would expect more from like you know an IDW or even like a um, uh, Toshin or something. You know. Mm. So I don't know if this is a direction they're looking to go in, but if it is, I I, I give them a lot of credit because wholeheartedly. Yeah. Thanks, Ron. Yeah, that's why I to speak. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't know that Ron had anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we'll yeah. give him a shout out either way. Speaking of image, I took your uh, lead, and I'm almost done with the first volume of uh, East of West. Yes, it's freaking great. great. It's great. Yeah. Oh God, is it good? Hey, yeah. speaking of art books, did you get your uh, uh, Busama book in? What? It should be here any day. I, I ordered it last week, and so yeah, it's, it has not come yet, but should be here any day. Yeah, I didn't order it from. Um, Whoever I bought it off of on Amazon wasn't uh, Prime eligible, so I didn't get it in uh, two days. Like I, okay, uh, yeah. Jason, did you get Volume Three of the Gundam? Uh, that also should be arriving in my next DCBS shipment. Yeah, it's it's out and it's good. No doubt, man. I got, All right. Doubt it. Yeah. What hey. do we have? 20, 20 volumes to go. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to build a bookcase just for the Gundam books. They are devoted. I'll give them that. Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here. As usual, we will be back like a boomerang next week. Same uh, stinking time. Same stinking channel. Sure. Join us, please, because we couldn't do it without you. Why? Because we love you so much. Oh, we do. That's right. That's what we do. Do you guys see the cover that that, that young Jimmy Steranko did for the Batman Black and White? Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy Jimmy. It, this kid's going places. He's Turtle, so turtleneck. You see, he's writing reviews of the Shield show. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I forget what site, but some site hired him to do reviews. You gotta love Stranko. Um, it's it's one of the Hollywood. It's uh, it's either Hollywood Reporter or it's it's one of the like the those rags. Yeah, it's funny. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. He's a fox. <laughs> the silver the fox. Strength. Bye. Later. Call David. Call David, please. He gets lonely. I do. I get lonely between all my my, my Twitter DMs from 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 Jason and Vince. I get lonely. I called you a douche today. You did. I made you you feel. You did make me feel like that kid with the damn dog. What the hell's wrong with you? Why'd you click it? Because it was... From you, oh, I got a bone to pick with you, Mister. Oh, you, with, you, with ne- you, you almost never ever send me images, right? So when you do, I'm thinking it's from David. Oh, it's pretty shit. safe. I'm in training yesterday, David. Oh, no, no, you did. Yeah, I did. No, David no, sends me an image, right? So I click on it, and it's a chick bent over, ass buck naked in a in a SUV with her thing, hang- and I'm like, oh, I couldn't shut it off fast go, enough. David. Yeah, I know. I said that is very uncharacteristic of me.
to send me send me hacked. send me Cooter in, I got, in my. I got hacked. You did. Send right. you a picture of Aaron Cooter. Yeah. I wish he did. I wish I did. I wish I had one sent. Straight for me, but it's okay. I am.